Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined, as per usual, by, in the left corner, Matt. Hey, doing? I did some mental gymnastics there to make sure, but it was the right right corner. On, the, sh- on the screen for oh, the no, no, people it was the left home. one. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he was right that it was in the left. Yes. And in the right corner, although he's very wrong, usually, uh, Connor's here. When am I ever wrong? All the time. <laughs> right now? Because <laughs> you're wrong about being wrong? Oh, oh we're off to a good start. Uh, so yeah, we talk about, we talk about comics, we talk about DC comics. No big news happened this week. This will be a late show. There'll be nothing to talk about. Uh, in all serious though, the books we're going to talk about this week, we'll be talking about Batman Lost, number one, the metal one-shot. We'll be talking about Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, number 32, which we don't typically talk about these days, but it's a metal tie-in, part of the crossover, yeah. so we are. Uh, Detective Comics 968, uh, which is the end of the Lonely Place of Living arc. We have Action Comics 991, which is also the end of the uh, Oz effect. Lots of ends. Uh, we have Wonder Woman 34, Flash 34, Mr. Miracle number 4, Titan 17, Supergirl 15, and New Superman number 17. That is what we'll be talking about this week. But we do have news. We have news, news. In fact, we have news that's so meaty that I'm not even going to have the niceties. I'm not even going to sit and make some small talk and ask Connor and pretend that I care what his week was like because we have more important things to be doing. You know, you know what my week was like? What was your week like, Matt? Brian Michael Bendis come to DC. No, Matt, I'm not starting with that. I'm not starting with that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, that's what happened. Not starting with that. Week. God damn it. I was going to get through all things quickly and then build to the main event. <laughs> I know, this is what happens when you have plans. We're not starting with it, we're doing all things first. We'll get to that in a minute. Never let Matt go rogue. We'll get that to a minute. This is why sometimes I have to prep him before we start recording it. I'm like, Matt, I've got a plan. i got a game plan for how this is going to go. You keep your goddamn mouth shut until it's time to open it, and then we'll we'll get going. Then he opens it anyway. Yeah, so before we get to the, the, the meeting news that I am sure I've probably titled the episode after. I, you know, Normally I'll just put a quote from one of the books, but sometimes the news is big enough to get in the title. I thought you had something to say, Matt. You were laughing there. No, I'm just, I'm just laughing because... Yeah, he's just enjoying the fact that he ruined it for you. I think. Oh, he did. Uh, so yeah, we have a couple of quick things that I'm just going to quickly run through before we get to that big stuff. Uh, so first up, all of the new age of DC heroes books. Although I hate that, just call it Dark Matter. I feel it's just. I mean, I don't mind the phrase. It's just such an awkward title to say like that when I'm talking about the books as a group. Yeah. The New Age True. of DC Heroes. Just, just call it the the New Age books. The New Age books. There you go. Uh, so they've all been delayed. They've all been pushed back. Uh, they were meant to be starting this year, now they're all starting in January, and they've all been kind of bumped back, sort of in a sort of ripple effect. The reason for this seems to be, uh, at least what they're telling us, is that they want it to tie in more directly with the issues of metal that are coming out around the time that these books are coming out. So, mm. seemingly the ones that are out in January will be out around the same time as like issue 5 of metal, uh, and they'll tie in more to that, and so on. So... If that's the reason, then fair enough. Seems fine. I mean, Seems fine. The, the cynic in me sees that the Jim Lee book has been delayed the longest. You know, <laughs> some of them are pushed back like three weeks. His is pushed back like two months. It's like the cynic in me just goes, "Yeah, he he just wasn't ready." I, I can buy it. I can buy it. But uh, yeah, so the new dates for all these is damage is going to begin on January seventeenth. The silencer is beginning on January thirty first. Then in February 14th we have Sideways, and in February 28th we have the Terrifics, and then on March 14th the Immortal Men's the last one out of the batch. 
So, uh, I'm a little bummed that I have to wait longer for the Terrifics because that's the one that I'm excited about. But otherwise, me too. Yeah. You know, no big deal. No big deal. It's just you know. Terrifics so. only pushed a couple of weeks, though. I think. Yeah, I think it was like uh, the first week of February before or something. Yeah. As Matt's extremely loud dog starts stomping into the room. Yeah, I don't push the door all the way closed. He just was like, hello. <laughs> Lay down. And he leaves. Ah, works too. That works too. Uh, then a couple of small things were announced. These are kind of the things. So I imagine that the solicits for... Uh, What's next? February? Red January already. Uh, I imagine the solicits for February don't have a lot of big new things, but they have a couple of things that they've announced in advance. One is a a Valentine's Day one-shot, which is called Young Monsters in Love. Although, funnily enough, it's not out on Valentine's Day. That's coming out on February 7th. I guess they want it out before Valentine's Day. Yes, that's weird. Uh, I mean, because when I first saw it, I thought, oh, because it doesn't fall on Valentine's Day, so they have it out the week before, but... It does. It does fall on Valentine's Day. The 14th is the Wednesday but whatever uh, so it's called Young Marshals in Love it's got stories by Paul Denny James Robinson Jeff Lemire Steve Orlando Mark Russell Kel Higgins Elisa Whitney I'll assume that case silent and Phil Hester uh, and then art, they've only got three artists listed but they say there's going to be more uh, Gillian March Fraser Irving and Kelly Jones uh, not a lot to say on any of the stories but the cover that was posted or at least the, the temporary cover that was posted is of Frankenstein looking very upset as he watches his uh, braid of Frankenstein make out with Swamp Thing. Oh, man. So, can't, I can't believe Abby Arcane's going to be okay with that either. Uh, oh, that's true. That's, I haven't even thought of that. That's a good, that's a good uh. point. Um, it is a $10 book that is 80 pages, prestige format. Obviously, it's a one-shot. But so I'm down. Sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, no. I mean, some, I, some writers that I really like. There's good writers, and I think the image is like, okay, I get the tone of this. It's going to be a fun, stupid romance yeah. thing, not like taken seriously. Romance, I'm down. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm cool. Uh, and then the other thing they announced was a new miniseries, it's going to be six issues long. It's called Mira, Queen of Atlantis. Uh, it's Dan Amnett that's writing it, so it should tie in nicely to the main Aquaman book if that's what they're, they're going for. Uh, what's interesting about this one, honestly, more than anything else, is that they mention it's the first time Mira's ever had her own book in any way. Which I actually think is quite surprising, given how long she's been around. But well, it makes sense how much Johns loves her. You know, he he brought her back to the forefront and then gave her a meaty role in Blackest Night. So, you know, yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, our fans seem to be quite happy. I saw a lot of excitement on on the twitters and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, uh, Len- say who's on. Uh, Lan Medina's on art. Uh, the cover for the first issue, at least, is by Nicholas Scott. Yeah. He's doing all of them. I saw it on Twitter. He's doing all of them. That's cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'd be more excited if she was doing the interiors as well, but I mean, still. Uh, but, I mean, it gives us a nice choices for cover of the week. That, that, that is true. That is true. Uh, so that's the quick news. That is the stuff that I just wanted to get out of the way so we could get to the meat. The thing that we obviously wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so, what day was it? That was Tuesday. And I remember this vividly. I want to tell you the story of where I was when I heard this news. That's how big this news is. It's not that big. It's, it's that big. It's only not that big to Connor because Connor has this weird no, thing no, no, where he no. doesn't really care it's about. It's not where you, where were you when this happened? Oh no, it was for me. It was. Yeah. Listen to Connor. It's that big. This is the biggest comics. This is the biggest DC comics news since the announced rebirth. Yeah, easy. Sure, I'm not disputing that, but it's still not that big like you're saying. Well, yeah. it, it kind of was because I, I I was I was I was in the the theater right. I was going to see a movie. And I was just checking my phone as the ads were playing, as you do, because why, why are you paying attention to the ads? Yep. And I actually saw on our Facebook group, someone posted, holy shit, 
and I linked to a, twi- a tweet. But the tweet wouldn't load. My phone wasn't getting a good signal. And I was like, what, uh, what's, what's he reacting to? Come on, tell me. And I thought, oh, he's probably overreacting. It's not that big. It's not that big. And then eventually Twitter loaded. And it was the post from DC Comics explaining that Brian Michael Bendis has signed an exclusive contract uh, with DC Comics. And I was like, huh, that was actually pretty big. I did not see that coming. No one saw it coming. Nope. Yeah, Matt, what was your story? You remember where you were. No, I was, yeah, I was at work. And, you know, I was trying to avoid work by looking at my phone. (laughs) And I believe it was you that posted, you know. And I had to double check it to make sure it wasn't one of these prank things, you know, like. That's the thing. I think when I saw it, because they posted an image with text in it. And I immediately looked at who the account was to make sure it wasn't some. Yeah stupid troll or something like that and it, no, yeah. it was the DC Comics account it was like oh okay so why, why is that big news though right obviously Connor disagrees but why is that big news to no, everyone no, else no I don't dis- I don't disagree that it's big news <laughs> I'm just saying context I just so look since I've been reading comics like regularly it's about 03 04 Bendis was DC's guy. Like he is, or DC Marvel. <laughs> right? uh, I'm not thinking Marvel was, there. Matt, you're burying, you're burying the the story here. <laughs> yeah. So he was like anti whatever DC was doing. Bendis was doing the opposite, you know. Um, and then he just was always going to work at Marvel. That was in my head. He he, he joined Marvel in 2000. He's been there for yeah. 17 years and he became their guy. Whenever people talked about Jeff Johns at DC, Bendis was the Marvel yeah. equivalent. And, and let's point out, he, he did his creator-owned stuff through their imprint. Uh, Icon, is it? Yeah. Icon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, majority of his stuff, but uh, his creator-owned went through that. Because I, I think he started one of the things before he went to Marvel and then he brought it over. I think it was Powers that he yeah. brought over to Icon after. Yep. He um he moved there. Yeah. Um. So he's been with Marvel seventeen years. He has been their their sort of lead architect. He was doing a lot of the events, which arguably is his his, his worst work. Uh, I think most people t- typically have that opinion. I mean, he, it started off and he was fine, but then it kind of became the Bendis formula. You kind of knew yeah. where it was going with these events, and you could kind of feel like in the most recent ones, like Civil War Two, like maybe. I don't know if his heart wasn't in it, or he just didn't have the story, and they wanted. Well, him. I'm I'm going to get to that because I want to speculate as to yeah. why this is happening uh, in a little bit. But I just want to yeah. put out the context here and just so you know, he this guy's written everything in Marvel oh. pretty much. He's, he's done a giant run in Avengers. He's done a giant run in Ultimate Spider-Man. He's done X-Men. He's done Guardians of the Galaxy. Daredevil. Daredevil, of course. Yeah. He created uh, Jessica Jones, like you know. Uh, that this guy is like responsible for what many consider one of Marvel's best periods, right? Yeah, uh, he basically revived Daredevil. I mean, Marvel Knights was kind of there, but it wasn't. It it didn't have the name trade, you know. And then he mm. took it over, had the spectacular run that then he passed it off to Ed Brubaker, and it became like an all time, you know. Uh, and he would do that with characters, you know. He would come to X Men, and it become this really good run that stands out. Yeah, or, and he's, he doesn't you know, always hit it out the part necessarily, but there's some runs. Yeah. I mean, just personally, his Daredevil's fantastic, his Ultimate Spider-Man's fantastic, and I did yep. really enjoy his X-Men, all new X-Men Uncanny dual yeah. kind of run. Uh, his Avengers, which I read a fair chunk of, uh, was enjoyable, yeah. but not as good as the rest of the stuff that I just mentioned. Yeah, he did. He did Secret Invasion, right? That was that was he did. him. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, I enjoyed that. It felt like he was doing long, long form comic storytelling in the way that Jeff Johns was. You know, well, so they were. Joe, Joe, it's funny. The fir- my first reaction after it settled in, whether it was half paid, oh. I was like, "And we don't even have to trade John's for him. Yeah. We have both." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
So, but yeah, this dude was Mr. Marvel and, you know, so he comes over to DC and it's just like, what? Like, what weird universe are we living in? Like, is this the Mandela effect now? <laughs> like, Yeah, I I have, I think there's a combination of reasons why this happened, but there's, there's been rumors that he's not been like, he's been clashing with some people at Marvel recently. And I think, I think with that and the just maybe the, the head honchos over there not doing a great job running the place because yeah. that, that was obviously one of my first things was like what did Marvel do to screw this up that he went to DC yeah. with an exclusive contract like what did, what did they do but then the other yeah. thing I'm thinking is he's also been there for 17 years and he's written most of the major characters yeah. in long runs like and you, 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 you mentioned Fantastic Four like that's really which the, is not an option only... anymore because they're not doing <laughs> exactly. Fantastic Four books yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and he he added you know Ben Grimm to to the Guardians, and he was playing with Johnny Storm, but he never played with the, the first family at Marvel, you know, and the way that Hickman did or Morrison did, you know, so, or even Wade. And you you said yourself that his heart didn't feel yeah. like it was in it for the last couple yeah. of years, like you know Civil War two, which I never read, but everyone was trashing on yeah. it. It seemed bad. Everyone was saying it was bad. I believe it was I got bad. three issues in. I was just like, nah, I'm not spending five bucks for this. You know, it's, you know, you're not going to get me again. Because I, I fell for Avengers vs. X-Men, which was fine. But I just felt like, and this is this is going to sound hypocritical with Doomsday Clock coming, kind of over big events, you know, like that. Like, I don't need one every single year. Well, yeah, but they were doing like, them twice a year, even yeah. at that point. So they didn't feel special, you know. And, like, that's why I, I feel like I'm so in on Doomsday Clock is it. this is the first, like, big 12-issue Maxi and, and they've been building to it for, for a year and a half as well. Yeah, and also yeah. they're not tying into all the other books, so we're not getting you no. know everything interrupted as it's happening. There's been a little yeah, bit of that with metal, but not not as. Yeah, but they're, they're not interrupted to say like you know I was reading Power Man and Iron Fist and I was enjoying it, and then I get to the Civil War crossover that really didn't need to be there, you know Civil War two, and it kind of well, it ruined the momentum for me, and I stopped. Uh, it up. That's traditionally been one of the things that stopped me reading a lot of Marvel books because I'll I'll try it and then it'll get, I'll get five issues in and it'll go into a crossover that yeah. I wasn't interested in. It'll be a big event and I only wanted to try one or two little books and then they get derailed and pulled into this thing and I just don't come back after. So I kind of yeah. just got to the point where I was like, why, why even bother well, trying? And it felt like it was happening issues. with almost every book and it, it felt like it was happening early in every book as well. Like because at least with like um. You know, okay, so two issues of Justice League are tying into metal. You're at issue 32, 33. Right, for that when happening. I'm 30 issues in, I'm either going to read it and read the event, or alternatively, I'll skip those two issues and come back because I've got 30 issues already. Whereas when I've only had yeah. four or five, yeah, I you forget don't it exists. Enough. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, two, two months later when it's back to being normal. Sometimes yeah, it's more exactly. than that. Sometimes it can be five months later if it's going to be dragged into it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but we're not here to trash on Marvel's practices. We're here to talk about Bendis no. coming over. Um, so before we get to speculation of what Bendis may end up doing at DC and whatnot, uh, Connor's been oddly silent as we've been praising <laughs> praising some of Bendis's work. So why don't you give your opinion on on his works, Connor? I don't, I don't hate him. It's not like I think he's bad. I just I think he's overhyped. I, I he's think... very marmite. I see a lot of people online who hate him, and obviously there's I... a lot of people who love him. And I find him good at best, but at other times I find him tedious and unreadable. I just when when he clicks, he really clicks for me. I mean, you know, I I I did I liked the uh, the the Jessica Jones alias book. I liked that. Yeah. 
and I liked. I read the first Ultimate Collection of his Daredevil. I liked it, but not enough that I felt like I needed to get the second one. Is it actually is another factor that might play into his rate? So for a start, he might feel more motivated because he's getting to play with new characters. It's a new gig. He's feeling yeah. impassioned. And then the other big thing is that at Marvel right now, just in these last couple of months, he was writing six books a month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if they put him on two, if they put him on say a double shipper and a single shipper. That's half the workload. That's half the workload, yeah. and I feel but, like... Well, and he doesn't have to be the, the spine of the DC Universe. That, you know, that, he can that, just write yeah, and that's the other two thing. books. Like, DC editors, I mean, I don't want to say he has to be kept in check, per se, but like there'll be yeah. people at the top who are like, no, no, you can't do that. That's, you know, mm-hmm. stay in line with what I, we're doing with Rebirth and whatnot. Yeah, and, I, I, and so I, like... I just, go ahead. I just, I just I, I'm really concerned about what he's going to do, because... I feel like it, it, you know, it depends what they give him as to whether or not I'm going to like it or not. Honestly, I feel he wouldn't come over unless it was something like monumental. Like, I don't think he's coming over to write the Adam. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll laugh so much if in a few weeks' time we get an announcement that he's writing now. Um, well, if he is, then I need to go start making wagers on things because, damn. Honestly, yeah. I'm not super worried because there's, there's very few things I think they'd put him on that I would go, oh, like at least before I read it. Like, maybe there's some things we'll find that once he's actually writing it, we'll go, oh, this doesn't really work for him. Uh, okay, I mean, in that sense, I really don't like him on team books from what I've read. I would agree I've... with that, except I love his X-Men, so I can't... I, I, yeah. got, I got bored but after his that. his X-Men, he always would pick one character that was the focus. So, you know, like in Uncanny, it was very Cyclops-driven, and in All New, it was very, you know, young Jean Grey. See, my, my problem you know. is in his team books, I feel like a lot of the characters will start to sound the same. And it, it, I don't notice it in the solo books because I think he writes in a very similar style in terms of dialogue mm. across the board. But when it's yeah. just a solo book, you don't notice it as much. But when you've got a team of characters all playing off each other, I, I find it's really noticeable and it, it kind of makes me bored uh, of the book because I, I don't care about the characters the as fu- much. The funny thing is, is I, I don't disagree that his characters often sound the same, but for me, that's not an issue. Uh, partly because... It's good dialogue. I guess it's very yeah. Josh Whedon, actually. People always complain that Josh Whedon's characters all kind of have the same wit. And I've just been kind of fine with that forever. And I've never really yeah. thought about it much. Um, I, I think the difference is, for me, with Josh Whedon, his, his, uh, or at least most of the stuff that he does is original creations. So it's like, okay, it's fine. Oh, sure. It's his thing. And also the other whereas... argument there as well is that you've got different actors all saying it. So at least you have different right. people yeah. spouting it out. Yeah, different delivery. Whereas with... Bendis in a comic, you know, pre-established characters. Let's say he does, I don't know, you know, pick a team, any team. You know, they're all most of them, unless he adds a, you know, he might add one or two new characters. Most of them are going to be pre-established characters who have personalities that we expect already. And I feel like with Bendis, I don't get that. I get the same one across six characters, just slightly yeah. tweaked. Now here's the thing: what if it's characters that you're not familiar with, and he gets to kind of mold them in his in his way? Because I felt reading some of his runs, you know, I wouldn't be familiar with someone that popped up in, let's say, Daredevil. But then I ended up really liking that character because I wasn't familiar with them and I liked the way that Bendis wrote them, you know? Hmm. I think it's less of an issue in solo books like that where you've only got, like, a couple of side characters playing off or guests. Yeah. It's when it's when it's a team and I've got, you know, five, yeah. six people meant to be playing off each other constantly that it wears me down a lot. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he ends up me doing. Me too. I'm excited to see... Because uh, I feel like if I was to guess, I mean this is just a guess. This might be completely wrong, but if I was to guess right now, I'll, I would say that he'd be on a big double shipping book. That's a you know a 
big character or team, and then he'll be on something that's more of a B-luster for a single, and uh, that'll be what he sinks his teeth into. That's I what I'd guess. But here's what's genuinely my biggest concern, which is it's actually not to do with his writing ability at all. It's not to do with the quality of what he's going to put out. It's that they might give him whatever he wants because you know like that might be part of the deal to get him to come over it's like you can do what you want are they going to kick someone off a book that i'm enjoying to give him this book you know you know I, the I, same thing we saw with rucker we, we we got that you know there was someone else supposed to be on the book wonder woman before and then it was like oh no it's rucker i think that's yeah, but if rucker didn't write that i would have gotten issue eight so it's fine i think that is being really pessimistic without any kind of basis it is, for but it. I, I mean, I, I'm just seeing all the books that people are suggesting. It's all books that I'm enjoying and I don't want well, him. You know, I think we give a him a bunch... new book. Give him a number one and start him on something yeah, fresh. But, yeah, but to be fair, problem. Connor, I'm not saying, like, when, when I've if I've suggested something that someone's already writing that I like, I don't actually want them to pull them off just now. I'm saying, no, when they're done with their run, I could see Bendis yeah. doing a good job on that book. I mean, obviously, that's... the one that's really obviously up for grabs right now is Wonder Woman, because, you know, James Robinson yeah. just kind of there to fill in between big names yeah and it's possible that this is what he's been there for because obviously you know, we, we've fed multiple times how they're kind of just spinning the wheels waiting for someone mm. for wonder woman yeah Maybe it feels they were like just working out the kinks with this it feels like they're waiting for a bigger name and he would be a big name to go on there uh well or not that's yeah. the place for him is another another question but it's the obvious one that's big obviously the other things that people are suggesting is he the one who's coming in to do either jsa or legion when that hits or even shazam yeah i uh he posted his reading list for DC. It, no, it he posted massive... one. He posted one fifth of his reading list because he said there was five oh. stacks. He posted a second oh, one today. Oh, I missed that. He, he, he hasn't posted all of them. He posted a second stack today, which was well, even that, more that stuff. That first stack was massive, and it was full of Superman and Legion of Superhero stuff. Yeah. Superman, Legion, me. and Titans was the other one that stuck out. To yeah. Me. Uh, well, I also noticed the Gotham Central omnibus because honestly. I would love Bendis on something like that because he. I don't know. Oh no, so he has like grittier stuff. Like I said, has more street level stuff, like Daredevil. Like that yeah, is where yeah. he shines, and I feel like no, I'll give him something like that. No, no, are you saying you want something akin to that, or do you want him to pick up the Gotham Central? Oh, something akin, not necessarily exactly Gotham okay. Central. It can be so something. Say, I, yeah, I. I don't like the idea of anybody but Rucka in. Brubaker writing Gotham Central. I'm, That's just me, though. Like, I'm saying, like, give him something like that. I, I could see, yeah. uh, like, I could see him doing a great Green Arrow run when Percy's done. Yeah. I, I mean, I could well, see him doing a good Batman run, but obviously King's so, on there for a hundred issues. So <laughs> this, this is my conspiracy brain that's been going on there. Go on. And uh, that Percy said on Twitter this week hmm. he's looking forward to a quieter 2018 because 2017 oh. was so chaotic. Um. And that was Wednesday-ish, which that, was about the same time. Yeah, that, that could mean game. something. Because, Joe, I think, I think yeah. here's the thing. Let's say Bendis goes on a book that someone's already on that we like. Yeah. The funny thing is, is I don't think you can say, oh, he's been taken, or the, the person's been taken off because Bendis is there. Because this is the yeah. thing. We're at a point now, especially with these double shippers, where we're 30-plus yeah. issues into the run. Like, yeah. You know, it's we, a long... Per- Percy could, and Percy was on Green Arrow before Rebirth, so he yeah. could just be at a point naturally where he he's ready to kind of wrap up his run. And... I, I feel he he was he's close to to fifty issues in on his Green Arrow on his Oliver Queen yeah. stuff. Yeah. So. And that's fair. I mean, I've seen a lot of people going that they want him on Detective because they want him right in that team. No. And I'm like, what, what are you what are you doing? Not what, until what are you suggesting? Done. Once Tinian alone. Yeah, once Tinian's done, sure, but not until... Yeah, he sounds like he's got plans for a while, yeah. 
Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, this 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 contract is obviously for at least a few years. They've said. Yeah. Yeah. So there's time. Yeah, but like, if he wants to take Jurgens, you know, off of action, you know, and and Jurgens, let's say, is going to take over a booster gold book that they're going to drop on us. You know? <laughs> okay, Matt, you're just fan fixing yeah. this now. You're just yeah, fan yeah, just a little bit. running DC. You know, that that'd be fine. I feel because I feel like. Uh, Jurgens has kind of said his piece. He's he's laid the pieces for for the Oz story. I mean, I, I think to be fair, Jurgens was always a safe choice for action comics yeah. to go. You know, it's like let's go back to the heyday. You know, people yeah. want classic yeah. Superman. Let's give them a classic creator. Yeah. So I just I'll, I'll take him on most things, uh, but like like Connor saying, I I don't want them just to move somebody just because, which I don't think they would do. I think editorials really been firing on all cylinders lately. When it comes to DC, yeah, I, I think yeah, since rebirth, they've, they've more or less uh, proved they've been making the right choices with these things. So, yeah, the, the the only new book I really don't want him on personally is is JSA because that's you know I just say how I don't like him on, on team books and yeah, that's the, my that favorite is, team. That checks all your your wrong boxes. Yeah, yeah. although honestly, that's Matt, I feel I feel like yeah. I feel like I'd like a Bendis JSA book. Oh, I would too. Yeah, yeah. I think I might cry. If He's, I could. <laughs> this is the guy that got me to read Guardians after I had resisted for so long, just because yeah. I was like, "Yeah, the movie's fine." Which, but... which is sadly well, yeah, one of his weaker is, books. This is why I, I tried Guardians again. You know, it's like, okay, I like the movie, and Bendis yeah. is, you know, he's supposed to be good. I give it a try, and it, you know, I just I thought it was really yeah. boring. I don't think it was boring. Stuff. I think his Guardians is just kind of forgettable, basically. I, I just think his Guardians of the Galaxy one's forgettable. I kind of gave up on it after about fifteen issues. See, I liked I liked a lot that was in there, like the stuff with Jason, Peter's dad. I really liked, and that was carried over from other stuff. And you know, him him with the Shi'ar, that was really fun and Gladiator. Like, because the reason I got to reading it was because of the crossover. Like we talked about, you know, these Marvel would do these unnecessary crossovers, but like it would work out. So. He crossed over X Men with Guardians, and he's writing both. I, I never got that far in either book because I. Yeah, and and that's where it, it picked up. That's where I started. So I didn't read the stuff that built to that, but you know, I enjoyed it from there on out. So, you know, I wouldn't mind him a JSA. You know, with him yeah. balancing the characters. You know, I, I yeah, I like him on JSA. Um, I, I mean, I don't have I don't have the Legion history to say if he'd be suitable for Legion, but I'd certainly honestly that would that would make me more, more excited about a Legion book. Because I feel like I'd be in safe hands with getting me and up I to speed like with all these characters. I feel like a lot of people are in your boat where there's like, I know who the Legion superhero are, but I'm not connected to them. I, I think and, from yeah, from DC's business perspective, Legion would be a smarter choice than JSA. Yeah. I think just by the sense they can sell it on the name then, whereas JSA they've kind of been teasing yeah. the return. You know, people want that more, I think, than than Legion as a as a as a rule. Let's just say the, the last person to write a an, a good ongoing Legion book was Mark Wade. So, actually, just going back to Green Arrow for a second. I mean, Percy's whole thing about having a quieter twenty eighteen could just be it went single shipping. Therefore, he's only writing half the issues. So, right. Just to just to go back on that before someone comments on that it point. Was, well, <laughs> yeah, but it was just the day that it came out. On it was very yeah. No, it was no. around the same time, and it got my conspiracy brain going. You know, uh, the, yeah. there's some small buzz, and I think this is just rumors. There's, I don't know if there's any real basis to this, but I'm going to put it out there just for the conversation's sake. Uh, he's he's mentioned a few times that he's quite a fan of Zatanna. Yeah, mm. I've seen that a lot. I've seen some speculation that'll be bringing a couple of his artists across, Immerman and uh, Serpicelli. 
Yeah. By the way, <laughs> Maleev is a free agent right now, so if he wants to get yeah. Maleev back on the phone as well, uh, I wouldn't say well, no to that. And I'm just thinking, this opens the door for other people who had sworn off DC because of editorial. I'm looking at Ed Brubaker. You know, like if they can get Bendis and Rucka back, like they can get Rucka back, they got Bendis. I can see Brubaker coming in for a short thing like Rucka and did. And I still forget, they also, got, they also got Lemire back because Lemire was writing yeah. several Marvel books. Yeah, and obviously he was one of the more recent ones to be burned by DC editorial in the New 52 because yeah. yeah. he was quite late that he kind of gave up on them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he well, came then back, he went so. over to the other company and was kind of like, yeah, this is not what I wanted. And I mean, do you here he comes back. do you remember when they relaunched his Hawkeye like five issues into it? Yep. <laughs> Well, and then X-Men. Like, he had this X-Men run going, and then they're just like, yeah, we're not doing that X-Men now. We're, we're doing it this. And then they did the blue and gold stuff. You know? Like, so yeah. if I'm if I'm a creative like that, I'm going to be like, oh, well, grass wasn't greener. Okay, cool. I'll do creator run for now. I mean, and, like, Black Hammer is still apparently really good. I need to yeah. get caught up on it. But yeah, it's, it's I, read, great, I, right? I read the first trades of Black Hammer uh, last month, mm-hmm. and it was great um, yeah it's great stuff yeah. I, I i just the, a week or two ago i i read his uh, you know his essex county mm. yeah it's phenomenal so, so i just feel like now that bendis is at dc there's a lot of things that we'd heard would never happen you know and morrison's coming back to write that you know the wild hunt yeah cool right. so, 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 it is a museum i remember at the start of rebirth the big talk of the the big poach talk yeah. was was hickman you know that was the one people yeah. were speculating was going to happen which uh this is relevant because he posted an image on twitter uh from the end i believe of dead poet society uh it's kind of this moment of solidarity where they all stand together and he never yeah. said anything with it but people and obviously there's already been rumors that he might be in talks yeah. with dc he met with yeah. uh, jim lee earlier in the year and he posted this on the same day that Bendis announced his arrival at DC. Yeah. I, I just think it's funny that we've all been speculating. Maybe maybe Hickman. Maybe Hickman's the one to go. Well, because no, no one hasn't done anything since Secret Wars. Because yeah. no one... Because yeah. this, is, this is the thing about Bendis. is like, you know, back, back when we were saying, like, who could be on books. And I think when, you know, when Rucker was leaving Wonder Woman, we'd speculate, oh, who could, who could replace him? Who could be the big name that comes in afterwards? No one ever mentioned Bendis because no one thought for a second that Bendis would ever it not would be at Marvel. I, I don't think there's yeah. anyone in the industry like you know, who's who's gone, hey, Bendis might go to DC. No, yeah. no one expected this except maybe a few people who were in on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've also heard some rumblings about because Bendis is really close with Fraction and Kelly Sue that there could be a chance of maybe them doing something. I don't know. I feel like they're mostly doing TV that. stuff now because I I, th- I think they're mostly yeah. working on TV shows and stuff now. Yeah, they've yeah. got their own little line of things, and they're and they're doing the they're doing the the Mark Miller thing of let's create comics for yeah. TV yeah. pitches. And and I feel that's good. I, so now I just feel like it's name that's not worked at DC or hasn't worked at DC for a while. I'm throw that in, but this also goes off of Snyder saying that Venice is just the beginning. Like they have these other big things coming, and that could mean. That could literally mean anything, not just writers and artists coming, but storylines. And he'd asked last week, what characters that people aren't doing stuff with would you like to see? And Zatanna was like a resounding, like a lot of people had brought that up. And he said, oh, just wait, we have something for you this week. So now again, he could just be messing with people, you know, and then the business news got announced. So just connecting dots that might not need to be connected. But it, it's all out there on Twitter. Like these, I feel like the comic creators are having fun again, and that's a good thing. Yeah, on Snyder, actually. I mean, this is just a small thing, but on Twitter, he mentioned that 
they were having one of their DC writers like meetings uh, this mm-hmm. past week. He was on a plane. He was you know going to going to the offices and whatnot. Uh, and there was no details about that, but he just he came out and said, "By the way, guys." You have no idea what's coming in twenty eighteen. Everything we just planned, like, yeah. and I have to imagine just how hectic or how, like how yeah. how how can how condensed and just full one of those meetings are where they all get together, you know, once or twice a year to just map yeah. out the next year of comics. Like, what, what crazy shenanigans have they got planned? And you know, was Bendis at that meeting because now he's one of the yeah. <laughs> like? Oh, who knows? Well, I'd love to just be in that room, just like not to find out what's going on, but like you got. Snyder and Johns does, and does every, King does every, and Tinian. Does every meeting start with uh, someone just standing up going, Daddy, no, we're not killing Dick. Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, we said no. <laughs> I'll try again All next right. year, guys. Yeah. All right. He sits in a corner dejected. <laughs> Jim Lee's trying to get work done, but he just can't because he can't focus. You know? <laughs> Everyone's talking to him. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I bet this week he's like, hey... Jim, you started on that comic we're meant to be launching next month. Is like, uh, it's delay. Oh, I announced that we're delaying it. I announced that we're pushing it back. Give me four months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite jokes that came out of uh, a Harley. I think it was Harley Quinn Zero, and uh, they brought in all these artists to do certain pages, and it was just a you know the Harley scene from Hush, and mm. Harley calls that out, and she goes, "Oh yeah, this is Jim Lee. Okay, I understand. You got a lot on your plate, but." You know, it was, it was pretty. That was, that was a pretty inventive issue. Yes, it was. So, yeah, big, big kind. It's a, it's a good time to be a DC fan right now. So yeah, it's a pretty good time. And hell, even the early impressions of Justice League aren't that bad. So I mean, yeah. maybe even the movies won't suck for. I fell for this. I fell for this on on BVS. I'm not doing it again. Well, no, no. no to yeah. be fair, Matt, this is not the same thing. This is a uh, all critics. And to be fair, all of the tweets are yeah. very balanced. Like they're all talking about complaints as well. So. Okay. There's, there's, I'm, there's... I'm still expecting the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going expecting the worst. I think that's that's uh, probably a good tactic. But um, all right, just to wrap this up, then, just to go back to to Bendis, uh, I want I, I want a dream character or book. No, that's if Carlos is a bit weird because I don't like him that much. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to think. What do I care about the least? <laughs> uh, well, what what could he go on that would make you be like, yeah, I'm reading that. I don't think there is anything that would make me do. I don't think his name is enough to, on any character that I go. I want to read that. I mean, you're going to try it anyway, but uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's the, the the most of them. I'll go. Oh, yeah, okay, could be all right. I'll try it. To oh, I really don't want this on a you know on a team book, for example. But uh, the, there's nothing that I want that would make me go. Oh, I need to read that. I don't think. Mm. So so for me, outside of Legion, we all know that's like my it's like my thing. Uh, I would love a Bendis Wally flashbook. Oh, like I don't want to take Williamson off of Flash right now unless he's you know running out. And I, I've noticed his name has been popping up more and more. Hmm. Just Williamson is like one of these central architects. Uh, so you know, uh, so if he goes off Flash, it's fine. But I would like Wa- uh, Bendis on Wally to do some fun stuff. I, I feel like it could be kind of. Spider-Man, like Ultimate Spider-Man-ish. Yeah, no, you know? I, can, I, can, I can see it. Uh, we're talking original Wally here. Yeah, original yeah. Wally, not, not new Wally. That's what I, I thought. Mean, yeah. It, yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah, I, I think I want something on... I mean, my dream would be on something street level. I mentioned something akin to uh, Gotham Central. Gotham Central. Um, maybe, I don't know, I saw some people uh, suggest a question book. Eh... Uh, 
Maybe. I could see that working. I, I don't see if he does the question, I feel like you you gotta kinda of stay away from the mystic elements of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And make it more of that gritty. But and who knows with what's coming down the line with, with Rorschach, you know, because he's very much the question in Doomsday Clock and he's pretty looks like integral. So who knows? I mean maybe we'll get a new question out of this and then this can I I could see it. Alright, I'll, I'll give you the dream that's not going to happen, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Oh, uh, here we go. Spoiler. Why not? Yeah, give, me, give me some Stephanie Brown. I want a Stephanie Brown ongoing, give it to me. And I feel like his dialogue works well with her, her witty I mean, disposition. My, my, my question is, does he take an established character like this, or does he want to create something new? Because obviously that's been his thing at Marvel lately, where he's been really trying to create new things, and that, that's why he's been trying to push well, and stick around. I... I feel like you gotta establish yourself in the sandbox first before you start creating. No, stuff. Fair, that's fair. Yeah. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I I could totally see them actually making a new book for him. Like they don't want to take King off Batman yeah. or Tiny off Detective, but he wants a Batman book. Well, fine. Then we start Shadow think, of the Bat. I think that's my that's my best something. case scenario is that he does something that there's a, a a character that I can already read elsewhere. And he's not taking anyone off it. Connor, so do you like have a, any idea how, how unfulfilling it is to hear all your suggestions just be, I just yeah. don't want him to touch anything that I care about, and we'll just leave him there? I, I just, no, this is it, though. That's the best case scenario. It's like, okay, if you want a Batman book, great. You've got a Bendis Batman book. But I still get my other books. I don't have to worry. If I don't like it, I don't have to read it. But I'm Although, not losing my book. I shouldn't pick and cover too much for this because if Hickman does come to DC, that is going to be my stance on Hickman. <laughs> <laughs> on something I don't care about, please. Oh, yeah. Let me just put this out there. If Hickman comes, keep him away from Legion, please. I want to be able to read it. Do you know what I though, Matt? That is exactly the kind of thing he's going to want to do. It I feels so Hickman-y. Uh... <laughs> yeah. See, at least we all agree we don't like Hickman, though. So that, that you know, we're, we're all... Yeah, I just, I, I, it's not that I don't like him, because I enjoyed his Secret Warriors. I don't like him when he has these big, huge concepts that you have to read the, the two books at the same time to, in order to get it all. You know, I, like, I read a lot of that Avengers run. I read up until Infinity, which yeah. was the, the big event that it built up to. I, I yeah. Between those two books and that event, I read like 50 issues or something like that of his Avengers. Yeah. And at the end of it, and it wasn't the end of the run, it was just after Infinity I went, that wasn't worth it, I kind of regret spending my time reading all those and that was that was me, I, I left uh, it Hickman, I don't think Hickman's a bad writer I just hate no. reading stuff <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair I, I think, he does good first issues I, I loved the first issue of Manhattan Projects and then I hate, I read the rest of the first trade and basically didn't like the rest of it but I liked that first issue yeah. a lot yeah. it's weird even the same with Avengers. I loved the first issue of his Avengers, and then it just kind of started to get weird with all this weird people living on the moon bollocks I didn't like. Anyway, uh, so I guess that wraps up our Bendis discussion. Um, by all means, uh, let us know in the comments and stuff, uh, or on Twitter, what your sort of dream books for Bendis to take over is, uh, or if you're with Connor's side of the the, the line, like what are you scared of? Be, right? So no, people will. Some people really don't like him. I I, I heard yeah. pe- I heard people who are fans of Marvel. A, regret or be like you know upset about it and i also heard fans of marvel who were like oh good he's dc's problem now take him like, <laughs> i've I seen both of those one one of the sports personalities i listened to anytime like there was movement in baseball he would track you know the the fans that would be like oh hey that guy going to your team that's great versus the oh have fun with so-and-so you know and that's how you could tell if he was going to enjoy that player or not you know if the opposite team 
And I've seen I've seen my more fair share of people with Ben just going, "Oh wow, he's going. What what must have happened?" More than good riddance. I do think it's funny though that the one thing in the world that I actually speak about in like first person or like yeah. the collective first person, like like because yeah. people do it with sports teams. The one thing yeah. I do it with is comics because I'm like, oh, we got Bendis. Yeah. We yeah. as if I'm DC. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like our 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 handle isn't DC Comics Podcast. So like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, our bias is clear at this point. Let's be honest. Yeah. That said, though, I, I I complimented several Bendis Marvel runs there in that yeah. conversation. So you know what? It's not all bad. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to X Men Red, which they announced this week because Tom Taylor's writing it. I do like Tom Taylor. You know, his all new Wolverine is good. I, I've got three issues or so to catch up in that, but I like it. Yeah. So much as I, 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 much as really I love Redhead, like I can't I can't care for the return of Jean Grey. I just. I do like that the main character is a redhead, though, and it's called X-Men Red. There is a humor yeah. to that that I do enjoy. Yeah. All right, let's talk about books. Just, just, uh, oh. just, I noticed we talked about some of the advanced books, you know, the advanced solicits that we got. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, obviously, stuff we heard about last week we didn't hear about a Batman Wonder Woman book as of yet. And I feel like that would have been the one to lead the charge if that was coming in February like we were told. Oh, sure, yeah, because uh, who's doing that? Sharp. No. Sharp. Yeah. Is it sharp? Okay, it's sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was sharp. sharp. Yeah, right, fair enough. Um, yeah, we didn't hear about that, that's odd. Oh, and just one, I don't want to drag the podcast down, but just, yeah, we know about all this Eddie Begarza stuff, or Bengarza, Bergazana, whatever his name is. Berganza. He's a piece of shit, DC should do something about it, I don't want to drag the yep. show down. Because me and Connor... I- me and Connor on the TV yeah. news video for the last few weeks, I've had to talk about Weinstein. We've had to talk about Kevin Spacey. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. I've, I've said my piece. No, uh, just that, deal with that him. said, I feel like DC has been dealing with it just quietly because I don't see his name pop up on editorials as much as I used to. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. He's still crediting all the Superman books, though. Um, oh, God so, damn it. So... Uh, I, I know at least one website is refusing to review any more books that he's credited in until he's yeah. removed or whatever. Uh, which website was that, do you know? Uh, Comicosity, uh, I believe, was the website. Um, uh, I just, like, I, I didn't want to talk about it, but at the same time, I don't want to just completely ignore it because the reason why we're in this pickle with all this stuff coming out now and all these industries is because people don't want to talk about it. So it's acknowledged, it's happened, he's a piece of shit, <laughs> and yeah. we can we can move on with our lives. So, these yeah. uh, victims, not so much, but at least not easily. But here we are. We're going to... If you're going to be a perv, don't. Start with yourself. Touch yourself. And then leave your, everyone else alone. Well, that doesn't always okay. work out because Louis C.K. is in a, a bit of a pickle. Yeah, with, I know. With, with, say, I know. Same thing. There's just that saying, like, if you're going to go on a mass shooting, start with yourself. Like, I feel like... <laughs> that was a dark comment. <laughs> oh, that is. Uh, right? I, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, yeah, it saves lives. But still, yeah. call, call a helpline. Start with yourself. And I just feel like, look... Keep your hands to yourself. It's not that hard to be a human being. Like there, there you go. It drives me nuts. That this that's is happening. Easy. Yeah, me and Connor have had this this discussion on yeah. like two occasions recently. Yeah, we, so. we we've probably spent a good like hour, maybe a bit more, uh, on on the record talking about this. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, even Moving Terry Crews coming up. Just, not just that Terry Crews. I just if just, just just for the record, not that Terry Crews was uh, uh, accused of it, and he was the victim of something. Yeah. Just in case anyone didn't hear yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, books. We're going to talk about books comic books because those are, those are nice right they're fun uh yeah. so first up batman lost number one which is written and let's see if i got all these names down scott snyder yeah. james tenney the fourth yeah. and joshua williamson with art by jorge uh, jimenez doug Mankey, and yannick paquette yeah 
Yep. And that's what I was talking about. Williamson's name coming up as one of these central architects. Like he did, you know, Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff. So this is cool. As someone that's followed his career for a little bit now, it's awesome that he's starting to work his way up to this. Because Tinian and Snyder, you know, they work together super well. Like one mentored the other. So. Yeah. Williamson's getting in on this. And oh, I to be fair, it. I just like on Tinian, it's funny how much my opinion of him has, have, has evolved. Because when he started, yeah. okay, the backups that he was doing in Batman were fine, but like, you know, he did Talon, and I read the first issue of that, and I was like, yeah, the way he was. This. He was really hit or miss for a while. Yeah. Daytime. You know, I it, think it, it's almost like he was getting better as he was going, he was learning his craft, but then on top of that, I mm-hmm. think he got to the point where, no, now you actually have the access to all the characters you wanted to write. So now he's just, yeah. he's, you know, he's, he's knocking it out. Anyway, uh, so this is a one-shot, which is basically a psychological David Lynch-esque dream issue inside Batman's head while he's uh, you know, in Dark Multiverse attached to one of these towers, and it's basically Barbatos in his head messing with him and trying to like, basically convince him to just sort of give up and let Barbatos take control, uh, which yeah. is shown through... Bruce Wayne is sort of imagining he's a he's a grandfather and his his granddaughters asking him to tell him Batman stories and there's a cool little thing where the shelf has all the 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 Batman trades the essentially versions. on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Victory is there, Hush is there. Uh, you know, at one point the girl even says, "Oh, I, I like the long Halloween." Or I think Batman yeah. says, "Oh, let me tell you about the long like, Halloween." Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let's talk about the long Halloween. And she goes, "No, I already heard that one. Let's go back to your first. Yeah, and no. I liked. What's that? Uh, I was gonna say yeah, like some of the other ones you guys you see there, no justice and court of owls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, so but it, it all goes back to the first Batman story and how they play with that, and I, I kind of like that on a meta level. Is the the granddaughter's like, no, that's not how it went, and Bruce kind of like, no, I was there, this is how it went, and it, it's you know how how it's changed over the retellings over the you know character's existence i thought that was kind of cool yeah and it's very similar to what uh king did in batman with the the catwoman stuff yeah kind of but as it's going on inside the story it keeps changing like a dream does where he'll end up somewhere else in a different situation one it's like Mm -hmm. a post-apocalyptic world where damien's leading like this resistance fighter to want to kill batman one it's uh he's it's like he's he's his ancestor his grandfather and a cult uh who are going to murder this woman, who I thought looked Selena Kyle uh, when we saw oh, her. A lot. Yeah. yeah. And, I th- and I noticed there too, like, there was the names Thomas and Jefferson, and I just, I couldn't get over that. Like, that couldn't have been no, I coincidental. Well. Hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and it felt like very, you know, um, like American Revolution era. But yeah, she looked a lot like Selena, which, not not that it was distracting, but I was like, this has to be. For yeah, I, I don't think it was a, an accident. I think it was the, the point was it was some it was the image of someone he cared about. Yeah, it was, it was a representation. Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, it's, it's really that simple. Um, did I like this issue though? I think that's a harder question because it is a very. Uh... Well, ask Matt. I, think... I, I feel like if anyone's going to hate this, uh, if anyone is going to be Matt. Mm-hmm. So Matt, how did you feel about I, Batman Lost? I liked it a lot. I oh. liked what it. Yeah, I liked what it did with Batman, like. It fulfills its title. It's, you know, Batman's in this situation because he couldn't trust others to do this. Like, you know, he played right into the hands of the Court of Owls and Barbados, Barbatos, however we're pronouncing it. Uh, and, you know, and so this is him stuck in his own kind of personal hell, right? Where he has to keep reliving these events and, and what led him to this. And it feels like there's nothing he can do about it. But we all know that's not true because... He's Batman. He'll find a way, and 
Yeah, yeah I, I liked it. Um, it's funny actually because last week Coral was concerned about the multiple parties, and I said, "Oh, I bet it's all different stories, and they all take different." Ones. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I mean, I I like this issue in a lot of ways, but in other ways, I have some problems. I feel like uh, I really like everything it's doing, everything it's saying, but I feel like it takes a couple of reads to really get because it, it's kind of disjointed. Let's like say it's like a dream; things keep changing. It kind of just jumps around. Yeah, and you compared it to Lynch. And I think it works better on screen because you can kind of see the transition. Whereas here, you just go from one thing to the next. It's kind of really sudden. You turn a page and you're somewhere else completely. I agree with that. I think that's yeah, why. I, like that. I think that's why sometimes Grant Morrison uh, throws me a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes he nails it, but sometimes it's like, oh, this would work better on a screen. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that they're kind of going all in on the the Morrison mythos of you know the the whole like everything happened. You, you know, he says yeah. it. Yeah, it's like even if they all contradict each other, it all happened. In yeah, some way. it mentions them Barbados seeing him back in time, and there's this idea. So we get to the end towards the end of the issue, and Barbados is like, "No, I am the bat," and it even implies that he was the bat that flew into the window that made him become yeah. Batman, and that sparked the idea. Now, I don't think that's literally what's what's happening here. I don't think that's what happened. You know, but I think. He's trying to perverse the image of the bat, and he's trying to like say, "Hey, you know, it's kind of like Dark Side is like, you know, Barbados is like, I, I am here, and he, you know, he implies that, you know, the only reason why you're like the way you are is because I was here guiding you. Like all these other Bruce Wayne's and all these other universes, they they all messed up. They all went on to do awful things. Look at all of them. You're only as strong as you are because I'm here. Well, I, I yeah, like he the tells them that, that can... too. That go ahead, Connor. Uh, you know, you said, oh, you know, you the." That you don't know if if it's true that you know he perverted the bat. He was the bat and stuff. I like the idea that you can you can choose, either or. It doesn't Ooh, it's up to I you. I don't I don't think that's true at all because if this is if uh, Barbara saw him fall through time because of Final Crisis, right? Then Batman was already the bat. Yeah, right. He's already chosen that for yeah, himself. Yeah, this this is one of those. It's the those those time paradox things, yeah. isn't it? So I I don't I feel like that's gonna be Barbara undoing is. He and look, look at me being positive about Batman. He's <laughs> like, no, Bruce. Bruce chose this for himself. Instead of in all these different dark versions that we've seen through through metal, this Bruce has actually made the right decision. Because here's, here's the thing, right? If Barbara was was that bat and he was there to inspire the choice yeah. to become the Batman specifically, then it's predetermined, and I absolutely despise that with every fiber yeah. of my being. Which is why, if you think that's the case, you're just wrong. There's no choice. You're just wrong. I'm telling you, you're wrong. Uh, Connor's wrong all the well, time. Now that's what I, I think it is. See, I, I think there is an <laughs> option here where it's if Barbados did do that, it was it, it's it's the idea that maybe it was predetermined that he would become Batman, but. It, it, you know, going back to what Matt said, it's like, but he was already Batman when Barbados learned about him. So it's, you know, it's this who gave who the idea. Maybe he wasn't predetermined, and maybe it's it's one of those uh, close close circle loops well, that you just you don't know. What I'm getting from Metal is every universe is always gonna have a Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. because of the things that have happened, and it's it's almost the these uh, Dark Knights tie-ins have almost been like, well, it's Batman's own decision that destroys these universe, and if he makes the wrong one then it all goes to hell and it's going to be destroyed. Oh, no, but it's, that's not, what... it's, it's not those Batman's decisions that destroy those universes, though. I guess, see, this is where it starts to get into that. Yeah, because it, it's, 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 it's been made pretty clear that these universes are created because they're what would happen if the other choice was made from our Batman, right? Right. And that's why the other right. universes are created, and that's why they have a time limit. They're, they're, they're not destroyed for a reason, they're just, they're, they're, they're on a time limit from, to begin with. As soon as they're created, they're a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Right, but they're made from that from that 
bad decision. Yeah, but that's kind of you know? from like not their Batman that made that build. It kind of is their Batman, but it like yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a splinter, right? So one was stayed yeah. being our Batman, and then the other one right. <laughs> veered so off. The reason that this one's not part of the Dark Mode, and this is why the Batman and Lash is collecting them all, is so they can you know have their chance and and do what they feel was the right decision, you know. And but yeah, but I don't. It's just one of those things where now, like Connor said, everything yeah. Sure, everything happened, but it's not like you exactly know. You know, we can reference it. It's a lot like Doctor Hurt making up all those stories about Batman's family in uh, in yeah. Because I I I hate the idea that anything like you know Batman making the choice to become Batman. You know, the, the whole idea that his parents being shot is random. Like the idea that anything is predetermined or it's destiny is like abhorrent to me. Which is why it's like no no. Barbados has been doing this because he saw him when he went back in time. And that's why yeah. it's happening. And now he's trying to pervert it because that's what Barbatos does. He's this force of of evil or self, whatever, whatever it is. I don't necessarily think he's evil personified. I just feel like he's he's just trying to corrupt. Because part of me, part of me even wonders, like, like, because it, it went back to the dawn of time, right? When he went back in time, when Bruce went yeah. back, it was the dawn of time, like. Was he already, like, a bat? Like, you know, the, the Barbados? Right. Like, that's what they're calling him now, but was he, you know, was right. he just this, you know, embo- was he just evil incarnate? Like, he wasn't, he didn't have a, a presence. Ooh. Did he take the image of the bat from well, see, Bruce? Th- this is why I like the idea that maybe he was the bat, because it's like, who inspired who then, you know, in that circle? Because ultimately, I think Bruce was go like, he wasn't, inspired to do something by the bat the image was inspired by the bat that's all the idea of him wanting to do something was already there it was just oh a bat that's what i'll use as my symbol yeah so it's only the the symbol itself that is that is predetermined not bruce doing things snyder's writing all this too and i remember court of owls starting with an owl eating the bat you know you know what i mean and then so again this goes back into circles then if if the owls were the bird, or the, the the hawk, or the bird clan that turned, you know, and that's what started the bat clan. Then, the what's with the court of owls trying to bring the end of Batman? You know what I mean? Like, it's all of this circular reasoning that I'm sure will will be all cleared up by the end of Metal, you know, but or it's just it's changing on the fly in order to fit the story, and that's fine too. But no, I like all this, and and I kind of want more of the prehistoric thing and the different clans he was really digging that story with with him fighting and, and the axe and you they tie in the hawks in there and you know half set is his descendant which again i don't believe for one second because the waynes themselves were forces of good in gotham you know yeah. uh, throughout time you know from from the time the waynes landed in gotham so yeah i just feel it's barbatos trying to break down bruce Hmm. Yeah. I I just like the implication that that like the any of this is destiny always bothers me with certain yeah. characters because when it's supposed to be random that they've made the choice to do something, um, that that just bugs me. Uh, so, but but here's the question though: is it is it destiny that that dark side hit him with the Omega sanction and sent him back in time? You know, like would that always have happened no matter what? Because of Barbatos, you know what I mean? Like, uh, no. 
yeah. also because how many times in comic books do we have someone like an evil version of someone from the future and we're never going to get to that future because it's not all destiny we can change the future we can right. we can alter it yeah so by the same token right. uh, i think the whole going back in time and then don't setting... you bring science into this okay Jeez. It's not even real science, it's just that comic books own science. You know. It's what they've established in other stories. And we've got multiple versions of that even going on right at this minute in different books. Yeah. I, I think the thing for me is I don't want to decide if it's predetermined or not. You know, if it was Barbatus that was the bat or not. I don't want to know, but I like the option that it could have been. I like the implication that maybe. That, that's all. I, I, don't, I, want, I don't want it to determined is... either way. Yeah, I just figured that he's trying to mess with Bruce and add that seed of doubt there because once you can make... Bruce start doubting himself, then he no longer is Batman. Yeah, I, that's why I think. I think he's trying to pervert it. He's trying to say, no, this symbol that you think is yours, it was always me. I was always was there. Me. I think this. that's the most likely, yeah. but I yeah, like And I feel when this all comes out and, and Batman strikes down at Barbados and he's going to have a line that, that's like, well, no, I inspired you because that's the way that I'm going to defeat you, you know, or whatever. You know, he's going to turn that negative into a positive. At least that's what I hope. Yeah, but know? then to go back to, you know, you know, he said, "Oh, maybe Babatus wasn't a bat before he saw Batman." Mm. And it's the idea that then, no, uh, you know, Bruce can go, "No, you're beholden to me. I'm, I'm the bat here." Yeah, you know, that's what I meant. Yeah, but you said it more concise than I am. And also, if I'm trying to remember from the Morrison, I got to go back and read the Return of Bruce Wayne. But wasn't weren't weren't the people that were living in the caves under where Wayne Manor would be? They were fearful of the bat, and Batman killed that big gigantic bat. Yeah, that I sounds think. right. Yeah, I I, I couldn't tell you, you know, for sure it was under Wayne Manor, but I do recall him killing the giant bat that we're all scared of. Yeah, you know, so and maybe that's where it all starts from too. Is you know, he saw this person that could destroy him, and he wants to. Well, if he's the one thing that can destroy me, you know, let let's not do that. Mm. So, but I liked what I had to say. I liked the art changing. Like anytime I can see Yannick Paquette's layouts, it's like my favorite thing. I just love the Yannick layouts are amazing, but I think it's Jimenez's art that steals it for me here. And mm -hmm. it's got this great thing where on, on the start of most of his pages, it has this uh, little vertical panel that comes down with like the, the curve, yeah. almost like a, a bat wing sort of thing. I loved that. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I loved it as much as you two did. Uh, <laughs> this, it always breaks my brain. Because I figured you would have been all over this. I'm reading this and going... Pete's loving this. I like parts of it. I love that. See that, that double page spread where Barbatus is like, yeah, all, all the evil versions of you, like, you would be like this without me. Then the second double page spread that I like specifically is when he's showing, like, the, uh, basically what's going on in Bats Out of Hell with all the, the evil, just, yeah. evil Batman fighting the Justice League. And then, like, his cape is, like, swooping down for the bottom half of that double page. And it's like, yeah. there's, like, the red images in each part yeah. of the cape. That, that's the Paquette stuff, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah, because the other one is, is Monkey, the one before that, and I loved it because Barbatos looks like a a dark and twisted specter. Yeah. You know, the specter. Uh, uh, so, yeah. you know, and you have all these different stuff, and I just, yeah, full of good art. And then, too, where his granddaughter, when he puts it together, and she jumps up onto the ceiling, and like some creature, I thought, you know, Monkey. Monkey is perfect for this type of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. You know? Just bone chilling. So, yeah, good issue. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. That was okay. I, I feel like 
it's poking at some things that I don't know if I like. I, I need to see where they go. But as it is right now, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'll see what you're doing. See, I want them to leave it and just poke at the idea like this and then no more. That's well, it. that's fine. I never have to deal with it then if, if they just leave it poked. But um, if, they, if they go deeper down this rabbit hole, I could have complaints. I could have complaints. Anyway, uh, so, yeah. Well, I suppose that'll take us on to the other metal-related book this week, which is Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 32, Robert Vendetti on writing and Ethan Van Skyver on art. And Bats Out of Hell is easily the weakest part of metal. I'm going to say it. It is, but this is the best issue of that. I'm with, I'm with Connor. It's the best issue of it because you have that really fun sequence of Hal uh, strobing his, uh, his light. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. a, that's a well-done sequence. I will, I will give you that. It still ultimately just comes down to him fighting this evil Batman version for most of the issue. It's not really until the last like couple of pages where it feels like, oh, okay, right, I feel like there's maybe some advancement here. Where some I stuff agree, actually but moved. I feel like at least it did something interesting with the fight compared to the other stuff. No, that's, ones, yeah, but... that, that's true. Um, well, and the fact that it's Hal's book, it can really focus on him, kind of like Flash did at the beginning. Because I felt like the last issue was squeezing everybody in, and we didn't get as much time, you know, to... to to feel all that. And any time someone can touch on the rivalry between Bruce and Hal, I'm a fan of. Because sometimes I forget that's a thing. So uh, so here, where he's fighting a version of Bruce, I just, I love it. I love Hal's swagger. This is probably the most I've liked Vendetti's Hal. There you was know? a couple of moments that there was what what was it he said at one point he says I'm here to rock or something like that and I went that was a bit cringy. See, yeah, in, he said that, in, yeah. In, in in a regular issue of this, I would agree. I'd be like, ugh. But in metal, I'm like, yeah, just go for <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, does he call him emo? And I'm just like, I'm trying to find it now. No, it's, I, I kind of let things slide when it's part of metal. When it's like that, I'm just kind of because it feels like they're playing it up to kind of play into the whole idea, like we've seen in the main book. So it's it's a bit more okay. enjoyable. He does. Uh, he he says, uh, "Yeah, you stepped up to the mic with your emo crap. I came to rock." Yeah. 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 That was a little rough. I don't know. There was, yeah. there was a few lines of dialogue like that, and there was whatever. And like I say, it didn't feel like it advanced too much. I will agree that the strobing fight was was cool. I, I think it, I think it's because it had a it had a pulse to it, it had an energy yeah. that a lot of these yeah. issues haven't. Yeah, it it made uh, the the Dawnbreaker feel a bit more intimidating than maybe what we had last issue yeah. with the others. Uh, but that said, though, when I got to the end, then I was like, "Oh, that's the end. I'm done." So, like, I just I felt like the fight took up most of the issue, and I got yeah. to the end, and it was just like, "Okay, they've all beat their Justice League members, and they're all carrying them towards the tuning fork." Yeah, pretty much. And that that was it. <laughs> I, uh, I can't argue with that, but at least it means we don't have to have any more issues of the fighting, right? Oh, sure, yeah, we got one last... This is the funny thing, it's like, if you said, oh, well, next issue is Justice League, you don't normally read that, could you skip it? And I'm like, well, yeah, but if anything's going to happen in this crossover, it's going to be the last issue now, right? <laughs> like, yeah. So, that's what it is. this Element X they're going to take out of Cyborg, what is this, just, is that the, you know, apocalyptic technology that they uh, used yeah, to... Yeah, it, it implied so. it was the Motherbox stuff, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose the one notable thing to mention is at the end, uh, the Batman who laughs is like, yeah, we're using the tuning fork because, we're, you know, once we're done with this Earth, we're going to take over all the Earths. And the, the, the I, I like the idea. It's, you know, again, it's that just, oh, it's, it's way bigger in scope. It's like, huh, forget one Earth. We're going after all 52. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Then Skyver Art with Liam Sharp in there too, like yeah, doing backup, I think. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. But um, pretty. I also like how they incorporated the, the the darker spectrum. You know, Atrocitus pops up and Hector Hammond. Uh, and oh yeah, that's that's uh, the Dawnbreaker makes constructs. So you have like Hal's yeah. villains, his rogue yeah. gallery, but, and you, and you had in obviously in the Dawnbreaker's Batcave, you had yeah. the, the half decomposed bodies of all of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was that yeah, one like panel where there was trophies. yeah, there was that one panel where you had like a like just like a a sentence from each of the different core members. Mm-hmm. You know, Sesh was like, oh, I taught you better than this. And then you had, like, the orange one, which is Larfrees and stuff. I, I just, I, I love the stuff in the cave. Because, you know, like, he's got, like, I think it's a Trotus tied up to, you know, that's his giant penny coin. Yeah. Is, is a Trotus against it. It's, like, it's just these nice mm-hmm. twists on the cave. Hmm. Well, and then, he, and then he has Sinestro's, uh, like, uniform on display. Like, it's one of the Robins. Yeah, like, it's like it's the Jason Todd's one, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. And so I, I like that because I like to think that maybe... Sinestro had come down and tried to to work with Dawnbreaker, and it didn't work out, you know, because he's so corrupted. But yeah, it was it was a fine issue, you know. I think it it is the best out of the bats out of hell. I, I think so. While I agree, it's still kind of a weak story. At least this one I enjoyed reading, unlike the other. Whereas some of the others I found like were actual chore to read. This one had an energy; it flowed. I I, I enjoyed it at least. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm. I'm just kind of middling on it because this bat set of hell's not been that great. And, it's, it's not working though. No, yeah. I agree. Uh, so we'll move on. I don't think we've got a lot to say to that beyond mm. what it's set up at the end. So, uh, but that takes us on to Detective Comics nine six eight, the final part of the Lonely Place of Living plotline, in which we have Tim's fighting Tim's, and on so many double page spreads. A lot of double pitch spreads. Yeah. We so had many. Batman and the, the the four Robins in fighter planes shooting down uh, drones from and, and top notch banter. Let's not forget. We yeah, had, yeah. We had banter. Yeah, just Jason saying to Damien, "Oh, what diapers?" So you know, like a week ago and, and stuff like oh, that. Man. Uh, Maybe Jason. Almost makes it like Jason Todd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jason not not being a waste of space for a change. And yeah, so you basically them fighting Brother Eyes online. The drones are going to kill Batwoman, so they're all racing to the Belfry to you know try and deal with it. And uh, yeah. Tim fights Tim, shenanigans, a lot of fighting, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I particularly liked uh, the moment where so the, the drones first attack, it Batwoman gets out of her, her cell, and she's like, right, the rest of you guys run. I'll try and hold them off. You go get to safety. They're not after you. And then Cass is like, no. And do you know what just occurred to me with Cass? Mm-hmm. What she's like? She's like Eleven from Stranger Things. Kind of. Yeah. She's they have like, the same vocal pattern. Yeah, she's like, no, together. And I'm like, I could just hear Eleven's mm-hmm. voice from Stranger Things in my head. Uh, oh, you, you've just fan cast her then, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, give it a complete years. True, true. Oh, that said, though, I, I, I would kind of be whitewashing her, though, to be fair. Well, a little true. bit, yeah. yeah. No, we have an Asian actress, but I, yeah. I think I think I forget because you don't see her face all the time. Yeah, yeah she's got the, the the full face mask. But yeah, but I like too how it was the 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 lower tier of the the Bat characters. You know, it wasn't the Robins and Batman. It was Orphan oh, Matt, and your Mike. Your Mike is creeping in. Brother Eyes coming in. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the, the I, I I love this issue a lot. But the best part is is the two Tims talking. Whenever they're yeah. just having a conversation, is is the, is the high point. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, and throughout the issue, older Tim, it's like he's starting to distort, and he's like trying, like his reality starting to warp. Basically, the yeah. timeline's trying to reset and put him back to where he belongs. So hyper time. 
So yeah, yeah he, he has, he has this last-ditch effort kind of thing going for him. Where he, he, he feels like he's just trying to get it done quickly before he's, he's mm-hmm. leaving. So it, it gives it this this this, uh, this countdown vibe to it, this ticking time bomb where he's trying to get it done. Uh, and then once he actually fails, and it's clear that he's failed, uh, he's very sort of bittersweet about it. And he's like, you know, Tim, enjoy this while you've got it because it's all going to go away very quickly. I think the only thing this was missing uh, was Steph. Connor Kent. <laughs> no, no, Matt. Damn it. <laughs> I think the, the Steph stuff's coming, though. We get, oh, no, I'm get, sure it is. We're going to get that devoted next, yeah. I assume. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure next issue is going to have Tim reuniting with Steph. I was, I was kind of expecting a big moment of her I think that's in. why it's not here, though. They want to save it and devote it to itself rather than kind of just mm-hmm. shove it in the middle nah, of all this. That's, that, that's fair. That's fair. I was just kind of hoping also, for it as I was reading that. you pick up what older Tim tells Damien or what he did to John. Go like, on. Yeah, he's, he said, you know, you'll, you, you won't be able to sleep. I'm trying to find out where to go. Yeah. He says what you did to that Kent boy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the line. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, what are they teasing? What are they teasing for Super Sons? Yeah. Oh, no. No. The be- best panel, though, is definitely uh, yeah, the, the two of the two Tims standing there you, uh, looking out at the city, and you just see them mm. from behind, and, you know, the, yeah. the different capes. It's so good. Yeah, yep. no. It's really a bit. Uh, there's almost not as much to talk about in this one because it is just kind of the, the big final fight Fights. and everything culminating. But uh, they earned it. Like everything built up to it, and you, you felt the emotion as it was. It was everything was racing to it, racing yeah. to its finish. This, uh, this has been some of the best of Detective Comics uh, in in a long time, in my opinion. Uh, I've I've been enjoying it, but this is uh, this has been like a really been, reinvigorated it for me. What I like about Detective Comics is it's always it, you can count on it. Like it might not be the best story, but it's still... Oh, it's always enjoyable, but it's at yeah. its best when Tim's around. Well, <laughs> No, it's at its best when Steph's around. I loved... Uh, I just like both of them. I just, I just want it when they're both there. I, I, I just think... Like, I, I understand why it's done it, but a lot of the stuff between... You know, when t- Tim's left, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I want I want Tim back. I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. This is my favourite, so what can, what can I say? Well, and, and now he's back officially, so we'll see. Yeah, we, we can get into that and... We can explore some of the, him. go into some of the brother eye stuff now coming up. I assume yeah. <laughs> you and brother eye. Uh, wait, I thought I, I thought brother eye was dealt with in this issue though. He took brother, Is he all with him though? Because obviously he already existed. Brother eyes, time. yeah. Brother eyes not fully realized yet. Yeah, he like, had said right. that because he's like, yeah, I built it, and then uh, Batwing's like, yeah, and I, I rebuilt. So they, they take control, and it feels like okay, it's done. Right. Like, at least yeah, for yeah, now. Yeah. I, I want them to confront Bruce. I want Tim to come up yeah. to Bruce and go, like, why, why have you done this? What, 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 what's this all about? Well, and, and even older Tim says this is all kind of Bruce's fault for, yeah. for you know, not Gosh. being able to yeah, deal okay. with your own stuff. You know, like, you, you pass it on to us and you gave us this curse and you had no right to do that. Uh, so I, I definitely feel like there's going to be tension with Tim and, and Bruce yeah. going forward, but... H- you know. Here's the question, though, is whatever Batwoman was going to do, hmm? does it still happen anyway? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Maybe it still happens, but if it does still happen, it won't lead to what it led to yeah. before. Oh, no, I'm sure it won't, ha- it won't lead to this, obviously. That that would mm. be just weird. But I just, I'm just intrigued as to whether it happens at all, or if now they're aware that she's supposed to do something, if it doesn't I, happen. I almost feel like there's a heel turn coming for her, because we had that stuff in, in Batwoman Rebirth, Right, that kind of tease this days of future bat stuff, but then you also look in New Order where she shows up and she's, 
she started the the crusader program with, uh, yeah with I, I can see her kind of going back and embracing the soldier angle yeah and and i kind of feel like she's not meant to be the bat you know she's meant to do other things and that kind of turns them where possibly i i wonder though if it's maybe going to be more of a story of like she can see where she can go and be, again because she knows yeah. of where she's going to go that she'll make the choice to be something well, else yeah. like, maybe maybe she'll like she'll have this plot where she kind of like almost has her batman forever kind of story i mean it's a weird thing to reference but the idea where she is like no this is why i'm batman this is why i do this and, I, I mean yeah. i wonder if, if coming up every every time she has to make a choice she'll be like is this the choice that mm-hmm. that will turn them against me? Is this the choice Tim was on about? Uh, you know, and what's the right choice and what's the wrong one? Yeah. Right. Well, uh, and now the others know that too, so you know. That's I mean, not what, like... watching it closely, I assume. Well, not just watching it closely is like whatever leads to it. They can help. They're they're a support structure. That's what they're you yeah. know they're meant for. That's why. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what Belfry. maybe that's what changes it. Maybe like we'll get to the point where she's going to make this decision. Yeah. And then Tim will be there by her side and be like, "No, let's work this out together." It'll be a. Yeah. I don't know. Might well be. Yeah. Because we're the Gotham Knights, goddamn it. Yeah. And good... I I also feel like they brought back Ulysses for a reason. You know, like he was living out on the scholars colony ship. You know, on his own. But yeah, because that Robin suit there. Yeah, we knew he had the Robin suit because he took it yeah. last time we saw him. But that plot beat didn't necessarily add that much. It added the little brother eye thing of, but yeah, you know, it, it just mentioned it was an introduction. This issue could have functioned perfectly well without it. So, like you yeah. said, what's the plan with him? Something's got to be coming up. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, not, yeah. He's there. we're not done with him. Yeah, there'll be more plot with with no. him. Uh, it so worked, that's why I'm wondering. It, he's he's so colony focused. With with her dad and stuff, it almost makes me wonder if it has something to do with Ulysses and Tim, and maybe she chooses Ulysses over Tim, and that's what drives them. Uh, I don't know. I I think what what it does though at the start of this issue is that it just it makes it very clear where these drones are coming from. Because I feel like it may feel a little bit cheap if it just like there was a panel where someone just says, "Oh, it's all the drones from the colony." Brother Eyes activate Yeah, but them again, all. You, didn't, you didn't have to show Ulysses there. Oh no, you didn't. You know, no, it could have just been a colony ship. It could have been an so. empty room. Yeah, they could have been. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, that's what it does though. Um, and obviously he reacts to it, and he's like, "Oh no, maybe, maybe I should stop this." Oh no, wait, maybe I can see what my work can oh. finally do. <laughs> yeah, well, psychopath. So. Well, they've all been and, shot and down there. So. Was he watching what was going on? Like, how much right. does he know now? How much did he see? Right. So, no, that's uh, that's detective. So uh, that'll take us on to Action Comics nine nine one. Dan Jorgens writing, Victor Bogdanovich on art. Uh, this is the final part of the Oz effect. And I think this is a really weird one to kind of like place now that it's over in sense of I think expectations for what this could have been kind of damping on what you maybe feel about it as a whole because I I don't know about that I think I like it more after the fact. Well, that's the thing. Like, I I think I like the story as a whole more after the fact as well. Now that I know what it ended as, but at the same time, it never was what anything that we I think any of us were remotely expecting. No, um, I, I I think instead of being this earth-shattering story with all the possibilities of who Mister Oz was before this, I think ultimately it ended up just being a pretty decent Superman story, but not a not like a super important one, not not one that you're going to say to people in years from now. You have to go back and read the Oz effect. The Oz effect is a you know prominent no, story. I'll agree with that. Um, as as I think if I was going to criticize it, I would say it's maybe an issue too long. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think it's really notable compared to Lonely Place of Living, which felt really tight, and that was an issue or two yeah. less. Yeah. It was an issue less. Um, yeah, because all the stuff that's set up with Oz and, and them trying to, him trying to make the world turn to make Clark 
Cal turn. I felt like they wasted a lot of time for that for kind of no payoff for him just to destroy the staff and oh now it's settled. Which I thought was I, I thought that was really easy as well. By the way, it yeah. was just the staff yeah. that was doing it. Yeah, which I thought was in some ways was interesting. It's like okay, so. You know, it was never about Oz, really. It was, you know, he he was just a pawn after all. Well, yeah, because, I mean, obviously, I think the most exciting stuff in terms of plot is the fact that he's he's clearly talking about Manhattan towards, or at least that's who we think he's talking about at the end of the issue, where he's like, yeah, yeah he saved me, and I want to get you out of harm's way because he's this dangerous. But you also find out the staff is manipulating him and making him, you know, the darker version of Jor-El that he is, well, which implies that he is actually Jor-El. Um, yeah. So, so you've, you've also got that going. also what Oz has tells... Cal is, you know, I didn't make anybody do this. I presented them with a choice, and this is what they chose to do. And I feel that's along the same lines of. of I like freaking like freaking Jigsaw. Yeah, I guess. You know, I've only seen three of those movies, so it's three uh, too many. Yeah, I've seen eight of the first ones. I've seen eight of the bloody things. Yeah, but like, I feel that was the same with him. Is it wasn't necessarily the staff, but you know, it it kind of created this feedback loop where. He was getting what he wanted, you know. Well, hold so on a minute. As soon as he him. breaks the staff, he immediately snaps out of it. He's like, yeah. oh, it was defecting me. What have I done, son? I love you, son. <laughs> like, he immediately well, he changed... Well, that he loved him. You yeah, but he immediately, he immediately changed his personality. How can you say the staff yeah. wasn't affecting him? Yeah. It's like a light switch. Right. Well, no, I just mean, like, when he first took up this mission as, you know, Mr. Oz. You know what I mean? He Like, he it came from a good place... But it ultimately, you know, that is what corrupted him. That's what led to him. Because I, I think who it was. Knows a, I think what you're is, you know, it's a it's a slow corruption. It, even though yeah. we we see the effects of a light switch when it stops, you know, it's mm-hmm. like oh, I'm free. You know how? What, what am I mm. thinking? I think over time it, it it's built yeah. to this point of so, being Oz. You know, he thought it was the best of intentions, and it's yeah. kind of wormed his way into his mind. Do, do we presume that Manhattan gave him the staff? Yeah, I think that's the the way it's presented, but. I think that's too easy. I also feel with Oz and Ozymandias and his MO from Watchmen. I just, I feel there's more going on with Manhattan. Yeah, why, why the name Manhattan. choice? And it, also, yeah. the way he disappears does not look like Manhattan vanishes. No. Outside of instantaneous. Yeah, outside of the uh, the blue, the very blue. Uh, yeah, outside on. of the light, but it's not the, the usually when Manhattan teleports somewhere, it's just instant. They're just they're gone. They're not there anymore. Yeah. This this is a like a portal opens and he goes into it. It's just, this yeah, is completely and it swallows him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there, there may be more to that. Obviously, it's teasing for Doomsday Clock, which is cool. But um, I, I think I, I think a lot of it just feels a little bit like it's all this build throughout the whole arc of what he's trying to get Clark to do. And I think the the message that it's sending for Clark actually works really well. That I, I think one of my favorite pages of the entire book. Is that page is on the roof at the end after after yep. Jor El's went away and he's just listening to the planet and you just see all those all those like that's, uh, super that, that's bubbles. The, the second best moment of the book. What the best moment is, is the is the final moment. You know where is yep. uh, you know people where, where are you going back to work? Yeah, that, that there that's that's Superman there. Oh sure, no, yeah. it absolutely is. But I, I think that little ending was like you know what I think that this would be a really solid story with maybe a, an issue less and maybe with a little bit less kind of like constant build up of who Mr. Oz is because I, I think honestly we had a lot of fun ideas for who Mr. Oz was and we said oh Jor-El will be fine but it's probably the most boring one and yeah. I still kind of feel I, that I way think it was, I think this will be better once you reread it knowing because obviously you know we're talking about how it's better after the fact we were going we were expecting a swerve the whole time yeah, we, we were. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then you're going oh i guess it was just jor-el and you know because and but when if you read this going and knowing that okay it's jor-el maybe it plays better that way i, I think there's just yeah. something about it actually being jor-el and he's actually he's acting this way because he's been influenced by the staff it just feels a little bit too easy it's it'd be more interesting if if Jorel had actually been twisted into yeah. this. I yeah. think it's 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 one of those more cynical, more disappointing because you you know you you know Clark loses his father again in that way. You know like he thinks he's there, and then it's like, but he's not the person he thinks he was. He's lost this uh, ideological hero. But but instead, it's just oh no, it's just a staff. He was corrupted. It's fine. It wasn't really him. Yeah. So that just feels a bit easy. Like I say, I like the pages after that though. Everything at the end with him going, oh, the world's losing hope. So what are you going to do? I'm going back to work. Yeah. And he flies off. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's pure Superman. So it's got some great moments in there. The actual character stuff from Superman's perspective is solid. I think an issue less and I don't know, maybe just rework some of the, the Aussie yeah, parts of it. Just make it not such a mystery, I think, would have, yeah. Yeah. Would have been better. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. So I think between this and The Lonely Place of Living, which have obviously been very heavily tied together, uh, only place oh. of living wins uh, out of the two one, of them. One, only one of them referenced Connor Kent, so y'all know where my vote is. Yeah, oh, it's worth, yes. and what, it wasn't the Superman story. No, that's, that's quite funny. No. Uh, uh, worth referencing, he does. He does find his old lair. He, he sees that that's that's where Mixi Pitlick. Mixi, I'll just say Mixi. Mixi's Pitlick. Mixi's Pitlick. Whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he finds his cell. He sees that Doomsday is there. All this other stuff. Uh, so he gets to see all of that. And uh, yeah, so no, but also, at least I, 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 I like... just went back over and read the breaking of the, and it was the the, yeah, the personality change is huge, but it's also that it was healing him, you know, so, uh, like it was keeping the kryptonite poisoning in check. Yeah, he's got too. kryptonite in his eye, in his head. Yeah, because he shoots you know, a beam so... about. It's pretty cool when he does that. To be fair. Yeah. yeah, I I mean I do I do I do think it's exciting though that Clark actually references this threat he actually says who is yep. this who is powerful enough to do this uh you know he actually he, he, obviously not by name he doesn't know who it is yet but he is actually talking about this threat coming like he, he believes it exists he doesn't just think it's you know nothing now especially since you know Joel vanishes like something takes him yeah so he, he's yeah. aware of the threat so it, it's been very nicely timed because obviously joe jo, i actually think I, I was as i was reading this i was like okay this is a pretty cool little tease and I think the timing is impeccable because I think this is actually the first tease. Like, had we not had Doomsday Clock in like a couple of weeks, I think this is the point where I'd say they've been teasing this a little bit too long. But because yeah. Doomsday Clock's in a couple of weeks, I'm like, no, perfect timing. Like, I feel like Doomsday yeah. Clock's coming at the exact time where I was going to be over the line of like, okay, they've been dragging this out too long. It's just the nice. I think the year I, and a half that it spent has just been the nice amount of time. I think for the overall story, I agree. I think it was too long for Mister Oz on a personal level on his identity. I think we went too long. Yeah. Oh, I agree. No, but I'm talking about uh, Manhattan. I'm, talking about, I'm Manhattan talking about the stuff, rebirth. Yeah. I'm talking about the rebirth plot uh, and the doomsday, yeah. the, the, the 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 Watchmen like payoff that we've been waiting for. I agree because it's coming so soon. Yeah. I, yeah. I almost wish that they had told the readers us. Uh, that Jor-El was, was Mr. Oz and then let Superman find out, you know, during this. Yeah, if we had known that better, like, yeah. months ago, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Superman didn't. Yeah, that may have been... So they were kind of like, oh, what's he up to? Instead of like, well, who is this guy? Is he, you know, this super obscure character that we thought? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it. Uh, that, I think it's uh, you know, it's the same problem the, the Flash TV show has been fallen into the last yeah. few years. You know, we're build, building who, who's the villain. and. It's... Uh, it's... It's the same problem that Superman itself fell into with uh, the fake Clark a little bit. 
Yeah. Because Mexi yeah. Mexi was an okay choice, but like we were thinking of some crazy other things. We were for Boy Pride. Uh, and all that sorts one of... didn't go on anywhere near as long, so it was a lot more forgivable. Oh sure, yeah, I it was. Yeah. With what's going on, I still feel Superman Prime. Superboy Prime. Has a role to play. He especially because it's John's. Yeah, he he might be yeah. involved with Manhattan. That that may be something that's going on. Yeah, when when you look and see who's used him more than anybody, it is John's. Like so, you know. And we have we have a full year starting in two weeks of that story. So Doomsday Clocks. Doomsday Clocks in two weeks. This is It's oh, crazy, isn't it? So close. I'm excited. I I'm uh, I mean that that is officially becoming the main event of every month, like every week four now yep. for the next year, is this Doomsday Clock Day. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, forget forget metal. I mean, who cares? Yeah, yeah metal, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be fair, metal's metal. always just been uh, this. This has been this, you know, just a fun thing on the side. It was never promised to be the. Oh, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbados is, a, is he a bat? Is he not a bat? Who can see existential crisis? I'm, I'm sure he asks himself that question every night. Uh, so pretty sure existential crisis was the working title of metal. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been called that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's all secret. Like I think Snyder's working through a midlife crisis, and to do so, he's basically writing this writing this event as if he was uh, still twelve, and that's how he's getting through it. That's why you had a league zord. That's why I don't exactly. Still a high point on metal, if you ask me. I'm not gonna lie. No, um, Batman ride no, dance. John, John and Damien playing no 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 the Batman for the and Lois throwing up the devil horns. That's uh, okay. It's up okay. there. It's up there. Take a moment. All right, so let's move on to Wonder Woman number thirty-four. James Robinson writing and Sergio Fernandez de Villa on art. So. So it's funny. I feel like other than Detective, I've been kind of verging on negative for most of the show so far, um, and I hate that I have been because I have to be negative again with this one. Just but I promise. Okay. I thought you. Were, I didn't yeah. know if you were setting us up no. for something. I, but I, but... I promise, guys. I'm mostly positive for the rest of the books. I, I promise you. Okay. So Seeing as you two are going to be negative, yeah. I want to say I liked this more. Again, like, like the last book, I liked it a lot more after I finished it. No, no I hated it more I... after I finished it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> when, so when, when it all built up, it up right? this is the fourth issue of this uh, right? I, yeah. it's funny it said part 3 at the start but yeah it's the yeah, fourth it, it must not be counting that grill issue as part of the story I guess I, I don't know. Oh, that's dumb it's all the same creative it's, team it's, it's weird anyway um, all this built up to was he's at, he's being nice they're getting to know each other all this shit it's just, just Wonder Woman and her brother and then oh no he's evil ah I didn't see that coming but to uh, me, he's that's jealous still, of Diana. That that's more interesting than oh, look how boring and nice he is. We like you know we've been, you've been complaining about for the last three issues. Going oh, he's just this boring guy. He's not this is, yeah, this but, is even worse. Again, it's out of nowhere. It, like, it, at least if he was just a boring fisherman, that'd actually be kind of unique in a weird way that he's just a boring fisherman. Yeah, yeah. This is just this is boring from a storytelling perspective. It's just such that the obvious thing to do. I think I was higher coming into this than both of you guys were. And now I feel like a fool because this is. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the last issue, but oh man, this one, this one was rough. I, I fell asleep twice reading it. <laughs> it, it. It took me multiple reads to get through, um, just because I'm just like I don't. Because most of it, like, yeah, what, it's most of it's yeah. them just talking to each other about, oh, yeah. oh, are you single? Oh, yeah, I'm kind of with Steve. Oh, no, I like being single. Oh, yeah, what's your past like? Oh, I had a dad. He's like, yeah, I'm Jason, like, you know, the Argonauts. Yeah, oh, that's great. Hey. Well, what, was, what was cool, though, is, you know, 
he knew Hercules, right? Like it, yeah. it's a, the, mm-hmm. he he got to know some of the Argonauts that were still around. That's why he was given that name. He was he was up with Glaucus, who who was immortal. And I like how they differentiate the types of different immortality. He wasn't immortal because of the gods. He was immortal because he ate these herbs, you know, that he wasn't supposed to on one of the Argonauts trips. So that was cool. But he's not there anymore. You know, he he died somehow. And I felt like there was interesting things in there that would have been cool. But instead, Robinson was so like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to get this turn. I'm going to get this turn. And then it doesn't stick. The only the only thing I really like about this issue is when Grail does show up and they fight and there's like bits of the clip, you know, bits of the the, the shoreline falling off as they're fighting. The action becomes a tsunami. The action sequence is very well done, and I said that about the last issue when when Grail was yeah. fighting those uh, those those jet pilots, uh, yeah. or the jet planes more specifically. Like that was really well, that was well plotted and well, you know, the layouts were good. It flowed really well. It felt epic. This as well. There's a moment here where I think it's Wonder Woman grabs Grail and it throws her down to the ground, and it's, 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 you see the bit of the side of the the rock face all falling off, and it's just it's it's good stuff. Like the action is well done. Uh, you know, yeah. give that to both the art and uh, maybe Robinson as well, depending on how he scripted it. But it, like, so that stuff's fine. In terms of on storytelling level, he seems to they know what they're doing, but the story they're telling is just really dull and boring. And I, I never even liked the concept that she had a brother. Never mind. Well, that's fair. What they're doing I just, with it. I, so. I think I prefer him to be evil, just to, compared to what this, this issue for so much. But you know, I said it was just them talking, and I was like. This feels so disingenuous. What, what, what? You know, I don't believe any of this that this is happening. So the fact that okay, it was an act at least negates that major problem, which was which was by far my biggest problem with the issue. And uh, I, I don't think I've groaned as much as I did when I got to the last page, and then it said, "Next time, Jason's story." And I'm yeah, like, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I'm I'm like, oh no, that's next issue. I'm gonna, gonna read it because I'm completionist trash, but. Um... <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy it. I just, I, I kind of wish they just sort of third Summers Brothers this, you know, where that was a huge, this huge, you know, mystery at, at Marvel for years. And oh, was it Gambit? Was it this other character? And you know, Brubaker did his thing with with Deadly Genesis, and it was fine. But I kind of liked the idea that this brother just being out there and never, you know, never really addressing it. Just yeah, it's cool. Let, let us think, but now that they've actually given a, a name and a face, I'm just like, meh. And he's just boring, oh, no, good-looking no, guy. I, I will say the, the one benefit to doing this story is they're just going to get Jason out of the way and we're never going to see him again. Yeah, I, I almost guarantee it. Get rid of him. I don't want him oh, uh, No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's a good thing. Like We're not going to have to have this hanging over us in future. It's never going to be a thing again. We'll do this now for five issues or whatever, six issues, and then that's it. Forget about it. Yeah. Someone call Bendis. Get him on the get him on the line. <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm done with this stupid story. Oh dear. Um, yeah, yeah. I kind of kind of hated this issue. Uh, I mean, the art was pretty good. Like the it's art. Okay. I, I I like the art, but again, this is the, the the fourth book and the fourth artist. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. Um. They're all, they're all busy doing metal tie-ins. Or, or well, something. I mean, we were promised two artists, and we've had one issue from each of those, and then two fill-ins out of four issues. That's kind of just weird. 
They, the artists don't even want to work on this because they think Jason's too boring. Jason? 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 Yeah. That'll take us on to The Flash, number 34, Joshua Williamson and Michael Morecci, rating and Popman on art. So, uh, what's funny is this has a very similar thing to something that happened in Wonder Woman, where Flash is talking to someone and he's trusting them, and then he's, it turns into, oh, you're so gullible, I'm evil. But at least here, it's justified because he knew this yeah. person already, and she was yeah. okay for and, a long time. And also, we know she's evil already. We That's already true. knew. Yeah, we so knew we were yeah. yeah. for it. Whereas with the last one, you're just kind of going, ugh. Yeah, of course. That, I mean, I was I, almost waiting for it in the last one as well, but it was in a bad way because yeah. I was like, oh, I bet it's going to make him evil. Oh, there he's evil. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was waiting for it in this issue just because, again, we've seen it. And Williamson's just been gutting Barry the last couple, mm-hmm. you know, arcs. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be a fun one. Like, I, I, you know? I enjoyed the issue, I'm happy to say. I don't have... I mean, I enjoyed Detective a lot, but Detective was right in the middle of other books that I had complaints about. That that's one I enjoyed. I enjoyed Flash. Yeah. Flash thirty four was a solid. I, I particularly love the ending. I like the ending as well. I like so Mina basically is like, oh, let's help you. I've came back to help you with your negative speed force powers because they're they're bad. They're killing you. And Molly's mm-hmm. around. They all go to this junkyard. It's like, okay, let's do some tests. But then eventually, she's just like, yeah, you're so gullible, Barry. Black hole show up, and she steals his speed force. But just the negative speed force. So Barry's cured yeah. of that, and we now Finally. have we now have Mina as officially the negative Flash, which I like, I like a lot. That. I, I like it a lot too. Yeah. Uh, so I I am down. I am down with these, these these plot progression elements. Now, now this is definitely gonna destroy her, right? Like probably. Yeah. Like After all I could think of was like in The Exorcist, <laughs> where he pulls the demon into him, and. I kind of want Barry to go, ha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that'll be Barry's reaction, sure. I, I mean, to be fair, from Barry's perspective, it's easier to take someone down than it was to deal with this internally. And it, like uh-huh. this thing that was literally ripping him apart from the inside, he couldn't use his powers properly. Whereas yeah. here, it's like, I have something I can focus on. I have well, something and I can and that was the reason that I Zoom, it took until this issue that I realized that, you know, that's the reason that Zoom did that to him, you know? So, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I, that little I like that the resolution to him having this negative speed force, how do we get it out? I like that it's someone else taking it that wants it and not just some easy thing. Like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like this is more interesting than a lot of the other explanations to how he gets rid of it. Agreed, yeah. Uh, so I like yeah. that. And it makes her like a proper uh, villain with this different set of powers. Like She's a speedster, but she has the... We've already seen how different it is with him, so we know that it's a different destructive type of speed force. So she has, she has a different mm-hmm. thing going forward, which is cool. Uh, so I liked all that. Uh, I was doing some, uh, you know, character building. I would say characters on the side. Uh, Kirsten's at the bar with the the cops, and the, 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 they're, they're moving along the Copperhead thing that's happening right now. That's sort of going on in the background. And I was kind of enjoying her just being miserable that she's at Iron Heights and like, damn, there's a, there's a new someone taking out the crime boss in the yeah. city, and I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck at Iron Heights. Damn, Barry yeah, Allen, I like hate him so much. I, I I like the art a lot, especially at the end when it's the sunset. Uh, all yeah, that stuff just good. looks great. Uh, yeah. Koi, uh, Popman, sorry. The reason why I made that mistake, A, Koi Fam and Popman are very similar names, and I know this because they, they shared an issue of Teen Titans a month or yep. two ago, and I remember talking about the fact that they picked two really weirdly named artists who both happen to sound really similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if I, if, I, if I mistake the two of them, uh, that's why. But uh, no, Popman's uh, 
good, 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 good skills. Uh, I think he's better suited to Teen Titans than maybe perhaps his Flash, but uh, it still pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I liked like the scene where where uh, Wally sees Mina, runs over and they hug, and like the expression work was really on point. But mm. I like the the energy and like motion that he does for Flash. So you know, but yeah, he's good in Titans too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I like where this is going. I, I like that it's it's. We've built her as this villain, uh, mostly mysteriously. We knew she was a villain, but we were not really sure. Well, yeah, we just got little snippets here and there, but we, like I said, we knew she was definitely up yeah. to something here. Um, yeah. Our motivations are still a bit uh, hazy, but I'm sure we'll get those as we as we yeah. go through the arc. And more importantly, we are finally done with Emo Barry. That, yes. that is true. That is my, true. My one fear is he's got to take it back into himself to stop to stop her, <laughs> and uh, then deal with it from there. Maybe I feel like if that does happen, though, it won't be long till he's rid of it. Now I feel like th- th- this is too much of a tease for it to yeah, then I go agree. on for too long after this. Yeah, I can see it being a case if he takes it back, but then he's got rid of it by the end of the same issue because he'll he'll figure out how be to. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, solid solid issue flash. Um, now obviously we're running a little bit over time, so I'm maybe condensing these a little bit more than usual. Uh, but ne- up next is Mister Miracle number four, Tom King uh, writing Mitch Gerrards on art. Uh, this has been obviously knocking it, blown us away. Uh, first three issues, so we're on to issue four, and this is mostly revolving around one kind of incident, one scene essentially. A little bit of build up to it, but it's all down to Orion believes that uh, Scott Free has the anti-life equation inside him, yeah. and because of that, he's an agent of Dark Side. So he's decided that he's going to have a trial. And he's going to come round, and he's like, "Well, since I'm the high father, I appoint the, the the judge, the jury, and the prosecutor. I'm going to be all of those things." Uh, that doesn't seem corrupt. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. It was the, the the accuser, the defendant, and the judge. That's what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. his defendant as well. That was the one that really cracked me up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, he's he's doing what that. Got me, yeah. What got me here is I've looked at Orion in this series so far. It's like, ah, oh, he's such a bad guy. He's the the villain. And then you get to this issue, and if he can't, so, you know, that the whole thing about if he has an anti-life, he's going to say things that are false that are true and things that are true is false, right? Like, that's what the whole trial is based around. And it's yeah. like, well, how are we, like, this has all been from Scott's point of view, right? Mm-hmm. So how exactly do we know, like, what we've been seeing is the actual truth and that Scott's not just a unreliable narrator? You know, and I like that it played with that here. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Uh, my favourite thing about this book, actually, is Barda beating the living shit out of Light Ray and repeatedly doing oh, it. Especially, can, yeah. can we talk about the amazing art touch at that? Go on. Which, yeah, so, you know how when, when someone swears in a comic and they blank it out with the symbols, like, you have the symbols? Here, when when she punches him, the, the, the first time, I haven't noticed it later, but... Um, you you just get the symbols like they're, they're around yeah. him as if they were as if they were sound effects almost like yeah. that style mm. and it's just you know the, the idea that he's just shouting out swearing while while, while he's beating yeah. him. Honestly, see it. I love how she keeps beating him up there but I, my favorite part of it is when they actually come back for the trial and Barder and him sit there on the couch and he's like this couch is inadequate Barder's like shut the f up like Ray yeah, <laughs> that really yeah it's all the up. same symbols that Connor was just talking about yeah it's great yeah. isn't it. I just, I was just that's just brutality from her. Like, 
for his for his shit. It just it was cracking me up. I, I did notice that he cheated a couple of times on the paneling. You know, yeah. with the nine panel grids, there was a couple that it just runs into two. It, it's it's really just one long panel that's like two panels wide. Oh, that's not it, it cheating. Just... That's fake. No, but see, on this though, it's if you look at what he's talking about in that panel though, where he's talking about that things are either true or false. And it splits them right down the middle. No, it does it a few times. It does it earlier in the issue as well. Um, when they're when they're sitting on the couch, there's one that's two panels wide of them sitting on the couch, um, and there's one across the top that's three panels wide of them on the couch as well. That one's more excusable because each one's just one character that just overlaps. But I did I did notice it a couple of times. They got yeah, a vegetarian. They got a vegetarian. Yeah. A weird choice, but the carrots, I, do like, I do like carrot sticks. Um, that, that's well, so I, I think that's the big thing for me, just from Mr. Miracle's characterization this issue, uh, is just how he doesn't seem to give a shit about any of this. He just kind of goes <laughs> yep. along with it. He's like, hey, wait a minute, Ray, I've got a carrot. Okay, proceed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, shall we begin? I'm going to get a carrot. No, he doesn't even ask, it's just like, oh, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm going to get a carrot. Because he generally looks bored as, as, he's, uh, as he's listening to him a, a lot of the time. Uh, and then, of course, there's those, those video effects that are kind of happening, distorting him. As, as yeah, it's going yeah. on, which makes you think, is this the anti-life equation? Is, is this kind of affecting yeah. him? Yeah. Uh, and all this is going on. Uh, I love it, though, because it's basically... One of my favourite things, actually, is when he starts asking all the questions and he's, like, forcing them to say true or false. He's just forcing them to say true or false. It does this really nice thing throughout the, the, the page. It's over two pages where you can... On, on a Ryan's side, because it's, like, alternating views of uh, them looking at each other just from side... side from the Back side, and forth. From profile. Yeah. And on a Ryan's view... Imagine it's a camera. It's just slightly going to the left because it reveals Barda just a little bit more each panel until she's all there at the bottom of the page. And then the next page, it keeps going, and then she goes past Orion. It's just oh man, really yeah. nice touch. It's, you just, well, it's like he's moving just, closer to. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You get that every so he's just taking these step small steps forward every time that he asks a yeah. question. Exactly. It's 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 so good. And Scott's standing still. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great oh. touch. Yeah, it's good, and he's he's basically just and what I love as well is Barda looks pissed because you can see that he's 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 basically trapping him in an argument where where he's like mm-hmm. because of the way he's phrasing it and he keeps making him say true or false. He's like, well, if this is this, then it has to be true, right? He's like, true, and that means you could be the the anti-life equation, true. Um, and it it's just it's really good. Obviously, it gets interrupted as well because a package arrives, so we yeah. get we get almost a sort of comic interlude where Barda gets up to answer the door. Uh, it's just it's just a microphone. It's, it's it's all it's all very entertaining, and I love how like because Barda's like, hey Scott, like if you think this is a trap and you want us to fight our way out of this, I'm ready to go. And then Light Ray's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Just say it, Orion. Yeah, yeah. and and obviously Scott's like, nah, getting out of traps is what I do. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're goading each other, um, and obviously I love how the the veggie plate's like still full, like you know, all, all on that one carrot. Well, Orion takes a carrot at the end as well. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end, sure, but this, we're not there yet. It's still, still, yeah. still full at this point. Um, but no, uh, so it's just really, really strong stuff. Um, and again, the questions keep going. Questions keep going. Uh, and it's kind of what we said about a lot of this this book so far is that it really plays with the idea of like sort of pacing out the the beats of the scene and like yeah. every single moment, every single panel is the next pause in the. In the, in the mm-hmm. scene, yeah, uh, and it works. It works really well. 
because uh, again, like there's that page where it's just uh, Miracle's facial expressions changing with each. Just sort of really subtly as well. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously it gets to that really dark place where the dental equation make you kill yourself, which I think is a very interesting way of phrasing it. You know, he didn't say try to kill yourself, attempted suicide. Yeah, he yeah. Says, it was hate made you kill yourself. Hate, yeah, hate. Because he's saying that, uh, he's basically talking about how Anthony Equation has given him hate and he hates everything. So like, you hate me, yes. You hate, you hate, you hate right. Orion, yes. You hate your life, yes. You hate your name, yes. You, you know, just everything he says, like, you hate all these things. Um, you are hate. Is the anti Equation hate? And he's like, true. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then he just snaps. Yeah, he snaps. Yeah, because the, the, the final question is, you are the anti-life equation, true or yeah. false? And, yeah, and Orion looks shocked. He's on the floor, he's bleeding from the yeah. nose, he is shocked. Bard is pulling, <laughs> pulling Miracle back, and Miracle looks demented in how angry he is, but then yeah. he sort of, he, has that, he does that thing where he breaks down and starts crying in her arms, and she's just holding him. Um, and I, I, it's kind of like, I'm getting to this point with this book where I'm like, is this the anti-life equation that's doing this? And it might be, and that's a great story, but part of it feels like it's all just an analogy for him going through this midlife crisis, for him being suicidal. That's all this yeah. really is. Yeah, I'm. I am reading that the anti-life is depression. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. because that's that's basically when you think about what depression is and how it affects people, it is anti-life. You're not you're not dead, but you're just kind of going through things, and you're almost a slave to to your actions because you're not. You're not fully invested in things, you no. know. It, it's so it's why it, I think I'm I'm okay if this is the anti-life equation in the story. Yeah, it's why I'm okay because it still works as the. Oh, analogy, it does. You know, it like, absolutely like, does. I, I, I'm I'm not. And that's, you know, where where they ask him if he's the if if he thinks that all, Orion's also been affected by it, right? And it blips out with the effect. You know, yeah. that's what made me start questioning. Like, well, maybe we're just seeing things from Scott's. Perception and yeah. like, and and like, yeah, war sucks, and and you know they've been using the bugs, you know, as as basically cannon fodder, but it's all for this good cause. So for Ryan, who's like the dog of war, but he's he, not doing this just to but, be a jerk. Yeah, but here's the thing, you know? Matt. Like you 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 said, like if if he's unreliable, all these questions he's asking: Did did Light Ray kill kill Bug? Did did right. you? Granny goodness right. get murdered. What? What if all that didn't actually happen? We think it's true because right. we saw it, but it right. didn't, and that's why they know there's something wrong with them. No, it's right. true, and and you know, Orion makes a point of saying, "Look, it doesn't matter whether we'll know whether things are true right. or not, but it's about what you believe. It's not what you think. You know, it's not. Right. It's not you know, what you know. It's just what do and you believe? And it's Orion going. Yeah, it doesn't. It's true or false. There's there's none. There's it's A or B. There's no middle ground. I like the, I like I like the reactions here. It's, it kind of shows like Orion's decision when he like makes his you know at the end of this when he's like he's yeah. decided that he's that this is you know you're you're guilty. He's like, well, I'm going to execute you. He doesn't want to deal with it. Whereas Barda wants to like conf- you know comfort him and try and help him. And I can right. almost see this being like this is how people either deal with this is they trying to ignore it and just pretend it doesn't exist or just but, want rid but- of it. I like that Orion looks so so sad. You know when he says, "You know you're guilty." You know he's like, yeah. he's, "It's the mm. the execution is something that he feels he has to, not that he wants to do." He's just like he 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 really didn't want it to be come to this, but it's but yeah. he feels that it it has to. Yeah, but of course it, that's not how you should deal with this. <laughs> no, no, but it makes Orion 
because I think up till this point he's been very antagonistic, almost verging on yeah. evil at this point. You know the way he's treated this, and then you see his face here at the end because obviously up till this he's been masked. Well, and he looks like Orion. He doesn't look like Darkseid. Right, exactly. And I think like, the, the idea is you know we've seen the mask, the image, and you know yeah. we've got this this idea of what Orion is at the minute. And then you you get the mask off and you see his face. He's he's horrified by what he's seeing. He's no. he looks so dejected to call him guilty. He doesn't want to be doing this. He feels it's no. his duty. And it's it's this idea that it, it suddenly humanizes Orion in the story. Yep. It, it does. It absolutely does for the first time. Um, but I, I do think there's a commentary here on how how different people cope with oh, yeah. with people with, with you know yep. with depression or with suicidal tendencies or whatever. Uh, I I think there's definitely some commentary here and how Bardo's like because we ended the book and Bardo's just holding him. And yep. uh, the the and you know the, the the narrator the, the this unseen narrator this like you know TV personality uh, is basically I think implying that the next issue is going to be more from Bardo's point of view and how mm-hmm. she's going to deal with this um, because it's, it's talking about her it's talking about how she's the bait uh, for for Mister Miracle yeah um, so I, I love that on the, those final panels you just see you know Orion and Light right they leave in the background but like Scott and Bardo never move yeah they're, they're just there. Um, also, Scott looks so small compared to Barda. Like, oh, he's tiny. I mean, have, have you seen the, the variant cover? Because Gerard's is the one that does, he doesn't do the main cover; he does the variants. The uh-huh. one for next issue really shows off the size difference, and it's this idea of, yeah. okay, how much is actually the size difference, and how much is Scott's perception of Barda? Right. Yeah, and I think it's important that we all shift. To, I mean, obviously, Barda's been a big part of the book anyway, but I think that the idea of like the loved one being the most important person to try and help him through this. Yeah. Uh, and how, how much of a struggle it is in her. Like, how, how does someone who's close to someone with depression deal with it themselves? How do they cope with it? What, what, what are they, how do they go through it? How do they, how do they try and help? Uh, I think that's going to be a big theme going going forward. Um, but yeah, he, he looks so broken. And she looks broken trying to help him. It's like, it's like she doesn't know how to help him. And she, she's she's trying, but she doesn't know how. And it's it's what makes the book really sad. And I feel like by the time you get to the end of the book, you're really... Because I think early on, he's doing the trick with the train, and like he's cracking his jokes, wearing his Green Lantern shirt, and Light Ray's getting beat up. You're almost starting this really kind of mm-hmm. funny place. It, it's almost kind of emulating the feeling of being bipolar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it's, it's impressive. It's, it's, doing, it's doing things that I don't often see comics do, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a pretty special little series, isn't it? It is. Uh, so, yes. Mr. Miracle number four, fantastic. Looking forward to uh, as, number number five. Uh, yeah, so, as I said on Twitter before we move on, it, it makes me feel things I don't like to feel. It's, and but I don't. It doesn't make me not want to read it. So, you know. Hey, hey, re- remember thing. remember back in issue one when Matt wasn't sure if he liked it or not. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> how how wrong he was. Yeah. yeah, not as wrong as Connor as usually, but pretty wrong. I was trying to deflect away from me, but fine. Good luck. <laughs> we, we can see right through your game. Just don't don't even try. Uh, so I'll take us on, though, uh, to Titans number 17, Dan Abnett writing and Mikayu Jung on art. Hey, not not, not uh, Booth. Look like at that. That's yeah. something. That's, 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 that's a change. Uh, so we got, you know, I was sort of joking earlier that we've got multiple books with someone from the future. Obviously, we had Tim and Detective. Uh, but here in Titans, we have Donna Troy from the future, who apparently, once realizing she's immortal and everyone she cares about is dead, she basically becomes the weapon she's supposed to be and goes about taking over planets, I think? 
dominating, yes, pillaging, maybe stuff. I, 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 I wasn't particularly clear what her motivations were beyond she might as well because everyone she's loved is dead. Uh, yeah, there was there was some fun stuffs here with her, how she spoke to the other Titans, where she she called Dick Batman at one point. I was oh, she's like, oh yeah, that's right, that's not happened yet. Uh, so, so there was some fun little teases in that sense. Uh, most of the issue was kind of Donna v Donna fighting uh, with the rest of the Titans fighting the other characters, mm-hmm. and uh, Wally, young Wally's trying to uh, restart old Wally with Speed Force. That was that was the gist of it. Uh, yeah. You were particularly in favour of the last issue, Matt, and I saw you say this week that you were trying this one yeah. and then you would see if you want to keep going. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction and see if you feel no different. No, I'm, I'm done for now. Yeah. Uh, if, if I hear it picks up any better, I just... All of this, I've, I've been reading this since Titan Hunt, and I've more or less have enjoyed things, but I just feel all that build-up that started in Titan's Hunt with Mr. Twister... All just for this immortal version of Donna to show up. I'm just like, mm. I mean, uh, not not so much. I can't. I mean, I think I like it a bit more than you do, but I can't really defend it much either. It's kind of like, yeah, I, it's a decent enough read that I, I read every month, and it's kind of like I like some of the character beats and and whatever. Um, but I can't deny, you know, that the books are starting to stack up. We're getting new books starting soon, and it's like, you know, if we're mm-hmm. going to have to cut one or two things, I feel like Titans is kind of an obvious one to go. Even though you know it pains me to cut the one with Wally in it. Yeah, well, that's and that's why I've kept going because it's it's the one book where you get Wally and Wally's been great. I think even even with the pacemaker stuff, I think Abnett has written a, an enjoyable older Wally. I just we haven't got a lot of him in this ton of Troy story. I just I didn't like the message of it either. You know where it was. Oh well, don't care about things because you're immortal. Because well, you know. sure, obviously she's the villain, no matter. That's going to change. She's she's going to learn that she's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just I thought that was kind of like a weak version, like of it. You know, like I'd rather her come back as like a as a conqueror, going, "Hey, I had all this power, and yeah. you know, I was meant to be a weapon, I'll admit, and it wasn't used that way." I'll admit, old Donna's motivations were murky yeah. at best. I, I wasn't yeah. entirely sure why she wanted to do what she was doing. I have a question, mm-hmm. which is it, it doesn't necessarily directly relate to this, but just based on something you mentioned a minute ago. Uh-huh. So, you know, not so long ago, we got, you know, a few references to Brother Eye, and I was like, it's yeah. coming. And then now, you know, between the, the, the detective stuff and, you know, this one here mentioning Dick as Batman, do, do you think they're maybe getting ready to do another bit without Bruce as Batman, maybe, maybe after Metal or Doomsday Clock? Well, now that you've suggested that, I hope not, just so you're wrong, but... Um... <laughs> but well, they seen that since the first issue of Batman. With King. yeah, no, that's true. Like that, that is, that's a good point. But and obviously we've been kind of, but, we, but back then we were going, yeah, but they're not going to really do it. Yeah, one thing, oh, but, yeah, but it's good. We, we were we were thinking of how are they going to get out? If of I, if I was to, I mean, okay, I've got two suggestions here. One, if it happens in present day continuity, it'll be because Batman marries Catwoman and he wants to retire for a while so, or whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. that would be the why it happens in present day. My guess, or I think the more likely option though is that we'll actually just get a story in this, uh, you know, but you know, bats of future past timeline, and we'll see Dick as Batman there. Days of there. future bats. Days of future bats. Sorry, Matt, you coined the phrase. I'll let you uh, correct me. Um, but yeah, I see. I see that kind of thing where we see like a future storyline, so we don't actually get it in present continuity, but we see the kind of what if. But, 
I mean, like I said, you know, like how Matt mentioned how, you know, that that end of that first arc of of Batman kind of, you know, was the the death of Bruce Wayne or the death of Batman. I can't remember the specific wording now. But um, and when we were at the time, we were going, okay, well, we we were looking at how they can get out of this. But now then, you know, we've got more and more hints over the last few months of alternate futures. Just just the idea of other other people being Batman Hmm. in the not too distant future. I think that maybe we could actually see that coming, not not too far away. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, maybe like before Doomsday Clock, up until the end of that, or maybe after Doomsday Clock. I'm not sure which. I, th- I think maybe after, because you know we we know Doomsday Clock takes place in a year in the future, and then by the end, everything else will catch up. So maybe maybe something happens yeah. in Doomsday Clock. Oh man, does does, does uh, Manhattan evaporate Batman? I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. I don't think I, it's that much. I don't think that happens. No. I'd have said it would have, something would have happened in metal, but I don't think they've built metal as the place for it to be. Uh, no. Hey, I, I like Dick as Batman, so if they want to do that, so uh, me I'm, too. I, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm not criticizing this. I'm, I, I'm all for it. Please. He's Dick of Batman, but or he's Dick as he's Batman. Wait, hold on. He's Dick Grayson as Batman, but in Bloodhaven. Think about that. Uh, whatever. But but then then we're basically just spiraling into Batman Inc. again, and it's you know how all the cities have uh-huh. a Batman. Oh God, no! Let's not do that. Because <laughs> uh, Gotham needs a Batman stuff. I am not fo- I'm not fond of Batman Inc. Let's not let's not go down that path. Thank you, and please. Um, yeah, so, so Titans, <laughs> which is what we're telling me about Titans. What we're talking about. Uh, yeah, it was, kind of, it was kind of consistent with what it had been doing. Was, some no, okay no, moments. no reason to read it. Then. No, no, no reason to recommend it if you've not been if you've not been into it. Uh, so I guess this is getting taken out of the rotation uh, for the next little bit. I was thinking what I might do uh, with some of these books if I'm still reading them. Uh, like, is at the end of an arc, maybe I'll bring it up and talk about the arc as a whole for a couple of minutes uh, when it's done because I've not read the uh, current Birds of Prey arc yet but it's the one with all the different characters coming into it and I'm like I think I'll read all that when the, the last issue of that's out and talk about it a little bit because uh, that was a fun story and people were telling us it was fun on Twitter as well uh, so but no, there you go Titan, Titans that was basically it uh, not a whole lot to discuss so we will move on to Supergirl number 15 uh, written by Steve Orlando and Josie Hauser, who is joining at least for the next few issues, starting with this one. Uh, I don't know if it's that, permanent. That might make me go back and pick it up if it's permanent. Well, uh, Robson Rook is on art. Um, mm-hmm. My my first thought in this is that I love this issue. You read it, Matt. Go on. How do you feel? Yeah, I, I didn't know if you were going to add anything else. I, I thought it was fine. It was a little bit of a... <laughs> this is an episode... We, we 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 have barely agreed on anything unanimously yeah. this episode. No. This is strange. Uh, we all like uh, Mr. Miracle. We all like Mr. Miracle. Oh, Mr. Miracle, sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was fine. Like it wasn't bad, but I felt it was just choppy. You can feel like it's a transitional issue. Like see, uh, this, is those... a, this, this is the weird thing about you saying it's choppy. Is I actually think this is the best pace the book has ever been. Uh, I I I think it's better than most of the issues we've had so far. Uh. I don't I, know. I, 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 like, I, I, I like the early stuff 
a little bit more. I think. Uh, oh, I, I think the 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 characters, uh, the voices are better. I, I I got a sense of what Supergirl was feeling throughout yeah, all this. Yeah, yeah. Because she's that's fine. Because she's but, um she, she she's having to hide her identity. Well, obviously she's already hiding her identity, but she's right. she's in proper lockdown mode because the DEO are actually trying to hunt her, and they know she's got an, a secret identity, so they're trying to find her. Right. And she has to be super careful and all that. Yeah. And I, and I so, all that. So, just... so there's a lot of stuff with her, like uh, talking about what she's what she's doing when she's at Catco, what she's doing at school, and uh, like you know Ben's like kind of wanting to ask her to the dance, but he can't quite work it mm-hmm. up to, to uh, work up the nerve to ask her. And there's just, there's so much stuff that it was feeling like very internal monologue, and I was like, it was just flowing much better to me than it has been. Like I felt like it was really hitting a pace and a, a character tone that I was really getting into. Um, I'm down for this. I hope, I hope Jodie Houser sticks around. If this is the influence she's having on this book, yeah. um, I'm so I, down I just for think, this. I just felt, I felt like, again, it, it's hard to say to defend the choppy because it, it worked so seamlessly for you, but I just felt like it was it was bouncing all over and, you know, I just, I think maybe if it was just Hauser without Orlando, it might have flowed a little bit easier for me, but it just felt like Maybe maybe, maybe it's going on. Maybe they're transitioning. Maybe like she'll... Yeah, that's, that's what I was yeah. to say. You know how we got like a uh, Batwoman, the the first yeah. that had Tinian co-writing. If this yeah. is kind of that with Hauser, if if it comes that she's getting it on her own, I will be going back and checking it out. Uh, what, yeah, because I liked what I read, like the stuff with Director Bones and and Doctor Veritas and all that. I liked all that. I liked the stuff with with Kara and her mom and dad. Yeah, was, all, you know, all that stuff. They, was, quit, they had to quit DEO because they didn't want to work for Bones. Yeah, all you know? all, all this stuff was uh, was yeah. hitting for me. Um, I like at the start you, you got you got Bones who's like repurposing various things. Uh, you know, making Doctor Veritas make weapons and stuff to detect Supergirl, and he's pissed at her because he, he knows she knows more about her than she's letting yeah. on. So he's pissed about that. Um, and like, so, so you've got this whole manhunt thing. You've got like a DEO agent at school, like calling her at a class to like, because I mean, she's interviewing everyone, but she's specifically yeah. interviewing her. And like, she hears someone in trouble. She hears like an accident's happened. Uh, she can't away, go, and she can't go because it all looks suspicious. So she has to stay there and kind of just uh, deal with it. And I don't know. I was I was digging it all. I'm I'm digging the the, the teen kind of angst of it all. It was it was reminding me a little bit of uh, being super at times almost with her. Yeah. In a room, kind of, yeah. which reminds me, did you notice the poster in a room, Matt? I I feel like I did, but it remind me. It was. I've, I've read it, a lot of comics since I read this one. It was uh, Diana's book from Ruckus first run. That's right. Reflections. That's right. Uh, there was a poster of that yeah. in the wall. I thought that was a that was a weird but nice touch. Uh, yep. Made me smile. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. I, I'm liking the supporting cast development. I'm like Ben's starting to become really likable. Uh, there's this other girl who's into him that keeps kind of one-upping Kara uh, yeah. like in class and stuff. And it was, just, it was kind of fleshing this stuff out a little bit more. I feel like I'm really getting up, you know, between the parents and like Ben at school, I feel like I'm getting a sense of who these characters are. I'm loving Bones as being this antagonist. Um, that's, you know, I mean, I like Bones anyway, but uh, like it's, it's, it's filling all that out for me. And then obviously there's the, the tease at the end of who, who the villain's going to be for this arc, which is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So Bones mentions or oh, repurpose this stuff, and he, he mentions like a, a number of project, and she's like Sharon Vance, and in the end of the book, yeah. the cliffhanger is out in the park. Uh, basically, Sharon Vance, or I should say, Strange Visitor, uh, who's who's who originally it was a combination of Sharon Vance and Kismet uh, appears. Basically, she looks like uh, Superwoman does, but blue. She's like the, the blue version of Superwoman yeah. in, in in appearance. 
So, so who is the Sharon Vance? Because I feel like I should know, but I don't. Like, it's not ringing a bell. Um, I don't know a whole bunch about it. I, she, she basically Kismet is this like alien, like protector of worlds kind of thing. But they were she was in a plane with Sharon Vance, and they got struck by lightning, gotcha. and it merged them, kind of like you know Superman Blue Red. And gotcha. it became she became the strange visitor who was like a, a villain for a while. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, I think I've read like one story with strange visitor in, in, in it. Look! Look at that. Yeah. That's continuity wonk not picking up on something. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I did. Like this is the first time she's been used since uh, I've been reading comics. Oh, it's, it's been a yeah, it's been a while. I, I did a little bit of research for this, by the way. I didn't just know all this. Just just full disclosure. Oh, okay. Nah, it's cheating. Yeah, it's fine. Matt, yeah. Matt always comes up with stuff just off the top of his head. Look, he just knows his stuff. You don't. Look. Part of the fun well, of I comics. I knew you had been reading like Peter David Supergirl, so I thought maybe oh, right, this no. had some she, of that. She, she, she's not popped know. up in that, at least not yet. Anyway, she might. Um, okay. Yeah, I, gotcha. part of the part of the fun of comics though is they'll throw in like some obscure character that they like. You can tell that some people will know who this is, so you go and look them yeah. up, and you're like, "Oh, who's this? I want to know who this is." Well, I was um, like, Sharon Vance isn't Livewire's name, so this is weird. Oh yeah, it's not Livewire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's got electricity uh, and Superman. I was like, I'm, I'm sure. Why is she wearing the electric blue suit? This is weird. No, because no, because I seen her at the end of the book and I'm like, who the hell is this? And I I, I yeah. went looking. Um, but no, gotcha. I've heard the name though, which is because when she said the name of the issue before, I'm like, or the page before, I'm like, Sharon Van sounds familiar. So I think I've heard of this character. Yeah, I think I've heard of her, uh, and she looks familiar. So, Fair but I, then again, I don't know if that's just like Superwoman's outfit playing tricks in my mind. Because mm. yeah. she looks like a blue version. Of no, I so. I just pulled her up, and it's it's the electric blue suit. Yeah, you know from from back in the day too. So yeah, you know. Aye, so so she's super nineties basically. This is kind of kind of what we're getting at. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I I dug this issue a lot. I I I wasn't like I remember liking the last issue a lot as well. But I came into this like kind of like oh yeah, I'm Supergirl. I enjoy Supergirl. But then I was like you know by the time I got to like halfway through, I'm like yeah, I'm really enjoying this. This is really finding a tone for me this month so no I, I recommend it if you've if you dropped Supergirl before now I would maybe even suggest this is a good one because it kind of it does a good job of recapping things yeah. I think uh, it, it sets the stage it's like okay this is everything that's kind of happened this is where we are now um, I, I feel this is a good jumping on issue if you wanted to jump in here if, yeah. if Hauser comes on as the, the sole writer I'll go back from here she, she's definitely on the next two issues as per the solicits how, how permanent is I don't know but uh, cool. So, but I'm glad about that because I really like this issue a lot. Well, that leaves us with one last book to talk about, and that is New Superman number seventeen. Jean Luen Yang writing and Joe Lalik on art. Lalik, maybe I'll say. Uh, so this is we we ended the last issue with the Justice League of China and the 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 bat car robot thing that Bat she had built, and they accidentally fire out the Justice League because the the robot basically has a mind of its own. And they're they're, stu- yep. they're stuck inside as it's firing more rockets at Superman, and they're like, "Oh, this is bad. This is bad." And then like the rest of the team are there, and Avery's like, "Oh no, the Flash is here. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, this is bad." Yeah. Uh, so you know, start off with the humor. It was it was, it was working. Uh, you, you had yep. once they actually like ripped the front of the robot off, and like back she meets Batman. And he's like, "Who are you? I'm Bat. I'm well. I'm the Chinese version of you." He's like, "You're yeah. the teenage Chinese so- version of me. But take better care when you're yeah, building so here's stuff." The thing. I for, I don't know if I forgot or I just realized it. I didn't realize Bai Shi is a teenager, like Keenan. I always thought he was a little bit older. Oh, like no, um, mid twenties. So that's a whole new spin on the character now. 
Yeah. Oh, that's fine. And of course, so that that goes not that well, but of course, um, mm-hmm. delaying meeting Wonder Woman goes a bit more smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that she she knows that she was Green Snake and just shows Wonder Woman does her homework, you know. So, yeah, she's like, oh, Green Snake, was... I know White Snake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at that connection. I, I kind of wanted them to make a White Snake, like, 80s hair metal band joke there, but they didn't. So oh. good on them. Um, obviously, it's, it's fun for Avery, because she already knows Barry, so she's like, it's me, yeah. it's me, I've got a secret identity, though. I'm the Flash. I'm the Chinese Flash. <laughs> yep. uh, all, all, all this was really entertaining. Uh, they basically stay back to help clean up because the, 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 the car thing exploded, and, you know, because Barry tried to move part of it, the, the fuel source, and it ended up blowing up yep. so they're, they're doing clean up they're in Metropolis and Keenan's like right I'm going to go and get this thing this artifact and Superman follows him he's like hey no Keenan wait and he follows him he's like yeah we've traced it to this place and he goes Robin Bot comes as well I actually kind of like this that Robin yep. Bot came with, with Keenan for this mission yeah because uh, he ended up helping and fighting and also I really cool. wanted Batman to react to Robin Bot I really wanted Batman to be like what's Did this I... thing it's like it's Robin Bot. It's like wait, I can do this. I don't need to train children. I can just train robots. A robot. That's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> can make a robot. Uh, I, I also like that they're at Luther, and Luther feels like he's villainous Luther again. Yeah, like, it's he doesn't uh, feel it, like the same one that we ran into, you know, earlier in the series. Yeah, it's it's, Luth- it's like, Luther's house uh, that the artifacts yeah. at, um, and. Keenan wants to come in and get it, and Luther's like, well, that's my private property, you can't come in here and get it. <laughs> and even Superman's like, yeah, this is kind of like, like you can't just do this. It's dodgy. I, I can't let yeah. you just go in there, we have to like, go through the proper channels for this. But Keenan's like, no, this belongs to China, I can just go in and take this. And mm-hmm. Luther has a bunch of robots that come out to fight him, and he's like, yes, fight Superman. And then Keenan like, leaves robot, Robin Bot behind, and Keenan goes into the house anyway, and he's like, robot, shall let them away, Superman, go after him. And Superman's like, I'm a bit busy fighting your stupid robots, and he's like, no, you idiot robots, I meant that, yeah. Superman! Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, and I like, too, that that Luther has the largest collection of Keen Dynasty treasures not in China. Oh, of course. Because that's like just something he would do. Uh, so I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, that's, and of that's course ex- the jade, the jade, red jade dragons there. That that's exactly yeah. uh, Luther. Also, I, I like that when Keenan like explains to Superman before this what, what's going on. Yeah. He's like, oh, Yi uh, Ching's been like trapped by like this all Yang yeah. character, and uh, I need to get this artifact to power up. And he's like, wait, so the villain told you all this and you think he's telling the truth? You think you trust them? Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, this oh, is yeah, an ex- he just wants me to be the, you know, Emperor of China, but I don't want to do it. Yeah, but th- this is an experienced superhero who's been double-crossed one too many times and is like, hey, trust me, the villain's probably lying. I've, I've done this a few times. We, we should maybe, you know, proceed with caution. Uh, but he gets the thing, he unlocks his powers and all Yang shows up and the fight breaks out and he claims that he's killed Yi Ching, that Yi Ching's, there's no way of bringing him back. I don't believe him. I believe that he probably will come back, but he's like, no, no, he's gone. You're such a disappointment, Keening. Uh, I wanted you to be the emperor, but unfortunately, you're basically a little little bitch. And as a result, yeah. you know, I'm just going to do it my way. And he's like, you know, by the way, by activating that totem, you've basically opened a door to another, uh, another world, and it's the world of the demigods. And out walks these, like, you know, Chinese like looking Buddha gods uh, out of this big portal, which is the big cliffhanger the issue, and they're you know they're like fifteen foot tall or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, not well, to scale. Well, like the ones that we've already seen, like when they, when when the triad showed up with Luther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so so this led me to look up all Yang and Yin and Yang and stuff. And so you look up the I Ching, and uh, it, it was a manual of of the trigrams, and they were represented by a Yin is broken like broken dots, and the Yang solid dots, or just solid dashes, and it goes into the trigram. So when you look at uh, the trigram thing that has all his powers on him. You see which ones are more yin and which ones are more yang, and I thought that, you know, had I not stumbled upon this, it, it just shows again the level of detail that Yang himself is doing, which that's weird. He's got the all Yang, but his last name is Yang. You know, hmm? yeah. Uh, no, I, I, saw I mean, I, I probably didn't love this one as much as the last two. The last two were like pinnacle yeah. New Superman. This one was like close, but. Really, really good. Mm -hmm. Just not, I mean, just not quite as amazing as the last two, but uh, really solid stuff. Uh, like I say, this is one of the best kind of like relatively standalone books that Rebirth's putting out. It's it's it's, it's grown so much. Uh, I, I say this every month, yeah. but I, I'm at a point with it now where it's like one of my my, my favorite things to read every month. So, uh, yeah. I I happily recommend New Superman. And as we said before, it was meant to end at issue 18, but it no longer is. So. Uh, it's weird to think this would have been the second last issue had that been the case. Yeah. But we're getting at least another arc afterwards, so that's cool. Got to fill yeah. out that uh, potential omnibus, I suppose. Uh, so. You get it to 25. Yeah, they get it to 25. That's a good point. That's a good, good cut off point. Make it, you know, give them an oversized 25 issue, make that a big finale, yeah. maybe. Unless they want to keep going. If they want to go to like 40, then you know what? Go to 40. I'm, I'm not going to complain. But yeah. uh, there you go. Uh, and Connor looks bored. Uh, it's Connor, fine. you I, should go back and read this. You should. Yeah, no, like, no, like I, went... I was trying not to listen too much so that I can go back uh, and read this <laughs> at some point and still enjoy yeah. it. So I'm kind of just uh, tune out and just wait until I hear my name. Okay. Because okay. I'm slowly catching up on Aquaman. So, uh, you know, by, by you know the next issue, not next, next, next week. week cause, yeah, because yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt's, yeah, Matt's missing, yeah. missing next week. So Don't feel bad, though. I'm, I'm going to Disneyland. So everybody, you know. Yeah, but that's going to be next week. So it'll just be me and Connor next week, and then it'll be all three of us for Doomsday Clock, and then, Con and then... Yeah, Connor's missing the fifth week. Yes. Yeah, I knew someone was missing the fifth week, I just had to think about it for a yeah, second. Yeah, but Connor's going somewhere fun for that fifth week too, so it's, you know... Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so we'll finish the books. We're ready to move on to our end of the show discussion, which is picking our favourites and whatnot from the week. So, uh, actually, one final point on New Superman, just the art, because it's a different artist than normal uh, than the last few issues. It was it was pretty good, but it did suffer from mm -hmm. that thing where it's like switching in the mid middle of an arc, where I'm like, I'm yeah. noticing it because it's different, not because it's bad. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I just wanted, I wanted to make that point. Anyway, so, yeah, picks of the week and all that stuff. Uh, so we do... We do cover, we do panel or slash moment, and we do uh, top five of the week and obviously best art. So that's that's yeah. what we do at the end of every every episode. So um, I we start with moment of the week typically. Uh, Connor's not been really speaking for the last couple because he's not been reading them. So I'm going to make him go first. That's fine. I'm prepared this week for the, the oh, first good time job. ever. Of course you are. I think it's it's the first time ever that I've known my panel that I'm going to say before we start the episode where <gasps> uh, usually i get to this point and i'm flicking through going quick what am i going to use what we're going to use but uh, no it's it's the ending of action comics the the the, the back to work that's it 
I feel like Matt might end up doubling up here. Matt, what's your pick? Uh, well, I was going to, but you know, he he took that. But um, I'll just go with my second one, which was from Detective, which is that image of the two Tims facing out the window. Funnily enough, that was my second one too. Ah, uh, see, we're hanging out online too much, Connor. It's making me are, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a different pick. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Big Barda saying "shut the f up, Late Ray." I love that panel. That made me, <laughs> that made me laugh so much this week. Uh, it's getting my pick. Pretty good. Uh, I can't deny that Action Comics ending wasn't uh, was solid, but no, nah, uh, that, that's my, that's my pick. Um, so, cover of the week, Matt. You can you can knock this one out first. So my my cover comes from Detective Comics, and it's from it's that image of Tim, you know, in glorious mm-hmm. Robin form. Yeah, it's real cool looking. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, Connor. Yeah, same. I I think I I think some of the covers this week are a bit weaker in general. Yeah. Uh, especially uh, like I think action's downright ugly. I don't know what's going on with Superman on that action. I cover. don't know either. He is blocky. He looks like he was drawn by uh, 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 the Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Frank Miller. Yeah. There you there go. You go. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's got that really weird chest. It's it's almost like he's, do you know those pop figures? It's almost like his chest is the, yep. the fat bit of a pop figure. Yeah, I mean the head. It's not good. <laughs> no, the chest, the his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But typically on the pop figures, it's the head that's. that's I the know. Wide. That's why. Yeah. That's that's why I was saying it was his chest. It's like that. Yeah, I know. No, you, you said it's like the fat bit on the on the pop figures. I mean, oh, like like the head. You mean the head? Oh, sure. Yeah. Aye, that's what I meant. <sighs> That's just I'm uh, correcting me, but there's no correction. I wasn't, I wasn't correcting. I was just I was I was adding on. I was like, oh, do you mean the head? Yeah. Ah, the head. Ah, the stupid fat head. So, on those hey, Pete, figures. what's your cover? Um, I don't, don't. Nothing particularly grabs me this week, so I'm probably going with detective as well. Yeah. No, 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 nothing's jumping out at me and saying, yeah, this is the one. This is the one you put in your wall or you know, make make the wallpaper yeah. kind of thing. Um, so best art of the week. I'll go first here. I've got a really easy pick because I'm I'm going with uh, Mr. Miracle and uh, Mitch Jarrett's because, yeah, I I feel like I've picked it every almost every time it's came up. So I don't really feel like I have to explain it that much anymore. No, it's earned though. You yeah. know, because that's mine too. And mine. Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice and nice and easy. Uh, so Mr. Miracle gets gets full rounds there. So uh, top five comics of the week. Connor, we're back to you being first. That's, that's fine. So number one is Mr. Miracle because, well, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, n- number two is going to be Detective. Three, they're a little bit closer now. Maybe Batman Lost. Four, Flash. Five, Harlan Pals. Matt? So, so our first three, mine and Connors, are, are identical. It's Mr. Miracle, Tech, Batman Lost. But then I'm going to throw in uh, Action Comics at four and Supergirl at five. Cool. Uh, my number one is Mr. Miracle. So we got Unanimous. My number two is Supergirl. Uh, my number three is Detective Comics. My number four is Flash. My number five is New Superman. That's where, that's where I fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, weird week. Weird week where I had like a good handful that I was uh, a bit more negative on. Uh, in the case of Wonder Woman, just downright like ugh. Uh, 
So you know, it's funny. I'm I'm usually the one that's the, the really negative one. Yeah, you, that's 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 my one hope because I, I worry this is someone's first episode because every episode is someone's first episode and they're going to think I'm this moody bastard who hates everything. When I'm normally the one sticking up for things, I'm normally the one trying to find the, the silver linings. It's it's you that's the pessimist. You're the it one who's usually like, is yeah. They're going to take someone off a book and put bed to sort of that like, oh, like that's Connor. That's him. Yeah, you mark my words. I'm gonna rage. But the fire thing is, if they do it, then me and Matt can just enjoy it and be entertained. Yeah. So, you know, it all works out Fair in the end. Uh, so what's coming next week? That's what I usually tell you now. Uh, so next week we have... Uh, we have Batman Who Laughs, which is the last of the one-shots uh, out of the, uh, the evil Batman from Metal. So that should prove interesting. Uh, we also have Justice League number 33, which is the final of the Bats Out of Hell uh, crossover. And then we have Batman 35, Superman 35, Green Lanterns 35, Nightwing 33, Aquaman 30, Batwoman number 9, and Super Sons number 10. There's also the Demon Hell is Earth number 1. I don't know if anyone wants to check out that first issue of the miniseries. It seems like Connor's... Uh, I don't see that. I'm looking at previews now. Are you sure that's out yeah. next week? Oh, they pushed it maybe then. Yeah. Maybe they pushed it. Yeah, they pushed it looks it like it's, it's been pushed. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, in that case, disregard that. Also out though, uh, that we're not covering is Harley Quinn 32 and Trinity number 15. Uh, just in case you happen to care yeah. about those and want to buy them. So, yeah. there you go. That is what's coming next week. So, week three and it's it's plethora of... like Week three is always the hardest to pick the art on. I feel like they always hit us with a, a few really heavy choices. Just just look, it looks like Harley Quinn's got pushed as well. Oh, really? That, that's weird yeah. for... Which that doesn't typically... Yeah, it's been pretty consistent. It has been, so that, that is particularly strange. Uh, but I guess since it's a week five, they're using it as an opportunity to... It makes sense. ...throw it on there, or maybe throw it on week four, so it's still two weeks to the next one. I don't know. Yeah. But there you go. Uh, so that's what's coming next week. This has been episode 77 of Comics from the Multiverse. Jeez. Uh, let us know what you Ep- thought episode of Episode too many. You're going to start giving the people the impression you don't want to be here, Connor. You have to uh, be just, positive. Just, just it's a lot of episodes. So, it's a lot of time to spend with you. <laughs> we spend way more time talking about TV shows than we do comic books, so don't even give me it. That—that uh, that has been episode seventy-seven. Let us know what you think of this week's books in the comments below. Uh, like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the show, support comments from the multiverse, you can go over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. You get a bonus monthly episode from me and Connor about a trade or a, a graphic novel or, or whatever. Um, also get to vote, uh, which by the way, you have, at the time of recording, you have till next Friday, you have till Friday, whatever next Friday is, before, the, the day before episode 78 is up is the is the deadline for, 17th. there you go, 17th, uh, for the week 5 vote for what we're going to be doing on the week 5th, the 5th week, which is me and Matt, on top of the annuals and stuff, we'll be talking about one of those, whoever wins that vote, which uh, is the Power of Shazam graphic novel. Uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight, Superman Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, and Wonder Woman the Circle are the options. So are Speaking of, the, the of first one. trailer for uh, Gotham by Gaslight animated film dropped this week. Did either of you check that yeah. out? I did no. not see it, no. Looks pretty good. They, do, they, they seem to be doing some interesting things with it. Mm, cool. Uh, cool. So... No, there you go. That's, uh, that's, I've plugged everything. Uh, oh, I should also pl- I should always plug this. Television for the Multiverse, uh, me and Connor talk about all the DC TV shows of the week. Uh, that goes up very late on a Sunday. Um, but, because that's when we just we get to the end of the week and we talk about the, the, the four shows. Well, it's four right now, maybe more soon. 
depending on what they start and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so no, so fun stuff all around. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for uh, listening or watching. Matt, try not to look so miserable. I feel like people watch this and they, and they think you just look depressed all the time whenever you're not talking. No. I think it's just face. resting bitch face, I guess. I think that's what they call it. I, I think it's it. just he's eternally going, I miss Connor Kent. <laughs> Who? Matty Mike's coming. Yeah, he's making scores. I'm making fun of him. But we're wrapping up anyway, so that has been Cuts from the Multiverse. Thanks once again for yeah. watching and listening. We always appreciate it. We love you loads. And always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force.